listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Well, a good, good, good morning, everybody. Happy, 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 happy Fox Sports Saturday. Wow. My head's going to explode. We're the fellas, and my, do we have lots and lots to talk about today. I tell you, it's funny. You know, every time when uh, we, we do these shows, right before the show, I have a notebook that I have, you know, I have many, many notebooks. We've done this a long time. And I, you know, always have the talking points and the stories, and I'll craft some uh, conversation pieces and my opinions and everything, except when today was one of these days, and there's not a lot of them throughout the year, but today was one of these days where I honestly don't know where to begin. I don't know where to begin first, because when you think about it, look at look what we have on the landscape. College basketball is here, so the conference tournament's heating up. Great ball, all wall-to-wall ball. Come on. It's the greatest wall-to-wall ball during the week is the best. So that sets the stage for all the conference championships today and tomorrow. And then, of course, tomorrow, Selection Sunday. The madness. We're on the precipice. I mean, you know, it's pretty. this is pretty great, right? Like, this is, this is a lot of fun where it's March the 12th. And we're about to kick off March Madness. Then, of course, you have the NBA and really a lot of great stories in the NBA. Things are starting to heat up in the NBA. Then, of course, you have NFL free agency. Deshaun Watson cleared. There'll be a mad rush as to who lands Deshaun Watson you got all the movement. Khalil back to the Chargers. Playing alongside Joey Bosa. What? That's, that's incredible. The quarterbacks. I mean, this is amazing. And then, oh, by the way, baseball is back, baby. And uh, with a load of changes. And I, and I want to go through all the changes and... This is great. It's Players' Championship. It's a sports-gasmic type of weekend. This is always the time, right, where you come out of the the, the, Feb- the desolate winter February, and then you get into madness, and all of a sudden the NBA, NHL seasons start to gear toward the playoffs, the draft, free agency, so NFL is still in the news, and now that we have baseball back, it's it's the confluence of you know all the sports again. <clears throat> so it's been a it's a fun ride. So we got you covered every which way. I got to get my cohorts figured. What's going on, Cuz? There he is, Kevin Figures, the man, dude. I I just you know me, I get nuts with this stuff. So this is one of these great times, and I truthfully went. So what's the lead? Is the lead Watson? Is the lead, you know, the NFL? Because there's so much great movement in the NFL. It's the greatest, right? Yeah. You know, or is it college basketball and the conference tournaments as we live into the madness? 
Or is it baseball coming back? I know you're elated for baseball. I'm just glad that the lockout is over. We can stop talking about CBTs and thresholds and all this other stuff and actually just start talking about baseball. So I was kind of over all of the the back and forth and the politics and Rob Manfred's walking from this building to that building after 16 hours of talking. So, yes, I'm glad that we're actually talking about baseball on the field and not all the other stuff. But, you know, because this happens every single year and we talk about the, the doldrums that we're in at the end of football and then we roll out of football and here we are in the March Madness and here we are get ramping up for the NBA playoffs and baseball is getting ready to get started uh this is one of the most exciting times of the sports calendar despite the fact that there's no actual football going on outside of you know pro days and and and, in draft workouts and such i know you know what's weird though you love it right like you 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 really do i don't know what it is but it's so interesting like you know just all the player movement they really got it down you know they just do when Khalil Mack, when that move gets made, you're like, wow, what a great move by the Chargers. It seems like a pretty dumb move by the Bears, to be honest. Are you telling me that you couldn't get a first-round pick from somebody anywhere Dude, I don't for Khalil Mack? That. Seriously? I mean, right? a two and a six? And it's not even a high two. I mean, the Chargers were, a playoff, were on the borderline of a playoff team last year. So I, I don't get it. I'm shocked, to be quite frank. I mean, yeah. how are you going to land a player of that ilk? Yeah. Oh, and, and kudos to Tom Telesco and the Chargers for pulling that move off. You team him up with Joey Bosa, hopefully for the first time in four years, Derwin James can actually play 16, 17 games in a season. I mean, that was already one of the best best defenses in the AFC right there. Definitely one of the best pass rushes of nothing else. I mean, my God. No. And you needed it following up something we talked about last weekend on the show. And I said that Russell Wilson wouldn't be traded. And two days later, he's on his way to Denver, of all places. Dude, how about this AFC? This AFC is unreal. Oh, the NFC's JV at I this mean, point. It really right? is. Right? It's true. My God, it's amazing. It's unbelievable. This AFC, I was talking to Spags, and he says, he's course, Steve Spagnuolo, the defensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs. Spags says to me, Dude, I'm I'm switching sides, man. I'm on <laughs> offense. Yeah. I mean, look at that division. Derek Carr's your worst quarterback. Yeah. And what does that say? I mean, Derek I mean, Carr is a top fifteen quarterback for in the five thousand yards. I yeah. mean I mean, and he's your worst I mean, think about that division, how locked. I mean, the Chargers are a beast of a team. The Chiefs are the Chiefs, right? Denver now. Look at Denver with Russ. Mm-hmm. I love, listen, I love their team. Uh, Judy, Sutton, uh, I, lo- I love Javante Williams. I think he was a, he's about to break out into stardom. Uh, I love, they have a good offensive line. You know, it's funny because people go, oh, they gave up a lot. I go, they gave up a lot. I mean, what like, are you talking about? No, I, I, I like Noah Fant too, but I mean, they have so many other weapons. I mean, you can find yourself another tight end and if, if, if you need by one. By the way, I like his backup better. Yeah. That kid's a play. You mark my words. I always have a tough time pronouncing his name. The, the, the that kid is a player. He's big. He's fast. He's young. You watch. He's going to emerge. Yeah, I, I I can. I always I butcher his name too, but I know exactly who you're talking yeah. about. And yes, he's a very good player. I mean, Denver made out like bandits too. I mean, this is. I have no idea how to handicap this division. To be honest with you. I'm excited to get this thing started. We haven't even had the draft yet. I know. Free agency doesn't start until, what, Monday, Tuesday of this coming week. It's unbelievable. 
Yeah, it's it most of the time is. you see these frenzies of moves happening, usually around the opening day of free agency. It's rare that it happens at this point, this yeah. kind of early in the offseason calendar where you have so much movement. It's insane, man. It's insane. It's unbelievable. And what about Watson, dude? Where does he go? It's a good question. Well, and, and he's not fully out of the woods yet. Now, the the criminal case, which was the most important, or criminal cases, right. you know, are, are, are thrown out at this point in time. Not going to happen. But still civil cases, still possibly could be suspended. And there's still an element of stink that's going to be labeled on him if yeah. he indeed does get, you know, indicted for on civil charges. So uh, it remains to be seen. But if he, if he does get the all clear, I mean, if you look at quarterback starved teams around the league, of which there are many. Or teams that have quarterbacks that may look to try to upgrade. You know, I'll bring up the Raiders. What if they want to try to get in the Deshaun Watson mix? Carr's not bad, but he's not Watson, you know? Listen, and, and here's the thing. If you're the Raiders, like, you got to be in on them. But first of all, you don't have to worry about a landing spot, right? Like, listen, because of what he's accused of, of all the women, right? Right. It makes people squeamish right it makes right. owners squeamish rightfully so Communi- communities squeamish and you know vegas you don't you don't really have to worry as much about that community thing yeah i will say from a family so standpoint uh al davis and then down to mark davis has pretty much zero tolerance when it comes to any sort of domestic yeah, violence or sexual ball, assault especially if they were, they were through last year yeah and just historically speaking al davis has been one of the champions of that so yeah it will be sort of a break in in character or a break in in, in history protocol for them to actually trade for him even if he gets the all clear but it's it's definitely tempting especially considering like we mentioned the powerhouse that the AFC West now is. You got to try to keep up in this arms race, is which is what it's turned into. So when you think about it, now, with the criminal charges going away is a big, it's big huge. deal. Like yes. that's, you know, listen, that, that's the that's eighty ninety percent of it. Now Definitely. you're right about the other stuff for sure. There are so many other teams that could use a quarterback. What about you know the Colts? What about Carolina? Mm-hmm. Right? You know, you got a lot. A lot of teams, right? I will say Seattle needs one now, although I don't know if they, it looks like they might be going for a full rebuild after cutting Bobby Wagner. Yeah, yeah no, they're but, going. They're, they're, they're rebuilt. Like, you look at whoever goes after – now, Now Deshaun's different because he's he's a long-term project, like correct. build. Yeah. He's not a stopgap. He's this young. Is, right. Yeah. This is a guy you're building around. Like, I know the Eagles would have interest. I, I, Jeffrey Lurie's no, squeamish they about love it. Jalen Hurts. What are we talking about? Yeah, but I'll be just like Miami, you know, which he was rumored to go to the Dolphins anyway when uh, Brian Flores was still there. And maybe he soured on that. Uh, but you know, I know they've they sung the praises of Tua, but do you think if they have a chance still to get back into the sweepstakes, of course they jump into that. Yeah. Colts aren't realistic because they're in division. I don't see Houston doing that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, you're right on. I mean, but there's plenty of options. There's a lot of NFC teams that, that need a division. Wow, what I'm saying. And that would, you know, upset the apple cart of the NFC. I don't know who the favorite. I guess you can say it's the Rams after coming off of winning a Super Bowl. But, I mean, Deshaun Watson going to a team could instantly flip the fortunes of the NFC. And they could instantly become a favorite if they have him as as a quarterback. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's wild. Carolina, man, all of a sudden you put – because their defense, you watch, their defense is going to be good this year. And if you put Deshaun Watson on Carolina, oh man, you watch they well, yeah. can win that they can win that 
NFC. You know, especially if, if they can if they hold on to McCaffrey. I know his name is in some trade rumors. If they hold on to him and he stays healthy, I mean, that as a one-two punch. I mean, my Are God. Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. I mean, the Giants, I know they've talked about Daniel Jones, yeah. but if they have a chance to get Deshaun Watson, you think they wouldn't do that? Right. I mean, I know. They're, they're, no, they're, listen, the I'm possibilities are endless. How about uh, how about Wentz? <laughs> yeah. Um, the, 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 what's, what sucks for me is like he did not. He had a, he had a very solid season. He had a very good season. The problem is it did not end extremely well, and that's all. The lasting impression is him. You know, crap in the bed against the Jacksonville Jaguars in the last game of the season when they had the chance to make the playoffs. But he's not a terrible quarterback. Now no. he's not great. I think he's a top five talent. He's not a top five quarterback. Um, and I still think he's kind of fighting through some of the issues he had when he was in Philadelphia, and I think it's in between the years a little bit, but he can still play. Uh, I was puzzled that the Colts would trade him away and that they're talking about signing Mitchell Trubisky to replace him. He's like, that's so, a downgrade. Okay, so this is what and this is what I want to talk to you about. This is what he, he follows him around. I've never seen anything like it. People don't like him. Like it's like teammates, front office people, all the above. Everybody. Yeah. I, I, I it's unbelievable. They just hate this dude right now. I don't know what in the world he is. Now I heard stories and he's very stubborn and he's very unto himself and you know, he doesn't listen. He's not the best teammate. There was a story that came out this week in the Inquirer. You ready for this one? I don't know if you saw it. No, I didn't. Where he said that there was a story that when he was rehabbing after he broke his leg mm-hmm. or um, the the knee thing, excuse me, uh, against the Rams, and the Eagles were going for their Super Bowl run, he was complaining, like bemoaning that the team was winning without him, and he did so to a couple other injured guys, including Darren Sproles, mm. and they had to, they got into it and they had to be separated. Chris Sproles is like, yo, dude, what are you, what are you doing? What are you talking about? You got to be for your team. Yeah, that's a bad teammate. That's, that's a horrible teammate. And it's also glaring. Uh, Frank Reich even sp- he spoke at the combine about this too, saying like, hey, I stuck my neck out for this guy. You know, we'll see what the future holds, et cetera, et cetera. But look, if it didn't work in Philadelphia, that no, they drafted him obviously, cultivated him, had an MVP season before he got hurt. <laughs> then he goes with the guy who you know basically was credited with his success in Frank Reich in Indianapolis. And then that doesn't work. So he doesn't have a bad year. Remember, yeah. twenty-seven touchdowns, seven interceptions. Not a bad year. Not at all. Not at all. So that tells you that there's something else in the in the works, other than just his performance, as to why that thing soured. Again, with someone who had his back and stuck his neck out for him to trade right. for him. So there, I guess there's red flags when it comes to that. And and again, you're willing to trade him away. Now, unless they're looking at somebody Ursa, in the draft. He's like, get him out. Yeah. He didn't even he didn't even mince words. He just wanted him out. Get out. Yeah. Well, how bad of a dude must he be if people are trying to kick him in the butt to get out of the door? Yeah. I've never seen anything like it. It's amazing. But listen, we got lots to do. Psycho Chris. Uh-huh. 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 All right, I just want to make sure you're alive. Where's Ricky at? <laughs> he's here. Is he good? All right. I, I've baseball. been baseball, <laughs> Ricky. He's baseball. baseball. All right, I... I'm a little insane right now. Go yeah. <laughs> Don't mind me because we're going to go all over the place. You know what I'm saying, Fig? Oh yeah, there's I'm plenty, gonna... plenty of spots to hit. 
I'm going to torture you today, or I'm all geeked out. <laughs> and I got well, I got way too much energy for six o'clock in my time. I'm ready and for you it. guys. Are you know? Bring I know you're on. ready to go, man. Bring it on. Let's finish and stroll your day. Let's go. All right, we're just fellas, just getting started. It's an incredible sports time, ladies and gentlemen. Fellas on Fox. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Mike check. Mike check. Do you want exclusive insight from the biggest names in the sports game? What's good? This is national champion and former pro baller Chris Johnson. And let me tell you a little bit about my new series, KJ Live. KJ Live is the only show featuring me going one-on-one with the brightest basketball minds on the planet to get the real. And when I say real, I mean that real. I got legendary Hall of Famers, elite coaches, and the top basketball insiders bringing you a unique perspective on all things hoops culture that you will not find anywhere else. To make your next move your best move and tap in with me on KJ Live, wherever you get your podcast from. All right. Welcome back, fellas. It's a wild time, man. Just an absolute wild time. So let's go over the hoops now. We got basketball, wall to wall. We're setting stage for selection Sunday tomorrow. We're down to our, this is our big time, right? SEC, some great ball being played right now. Arkansas, who I like a lot. I think Arkansas is live in the tournament, man. Arkansas, A&M in one semi, and of course, Kentucky, who will be one of the favorites. Tennessee, uh, another probably two-seed in the the other semifinal. Fake, that SEC has been just awesome. Yeah, a lot of quality teams down there. You know, Auburn seem to be carrying the carrying the water, and they've uh, struggled a little bit the last couple of weeks. Yeah. And surprisingly, lost to, yeah. to A and M last night. I'm still confident that they can uh, they can make a deep run in the playoff, or excuse yeah. me, the, the tournament. I'm not that concerned by it. I like this Arkansas team. I think they're built for the tournament. Yeah, they're a sleeper. A lot of people have uh, talked about them all season long uh, as being a, a team that people like. So. I don't know if I'm willing to go that far on them, to yeah. be honest with you. And I and I will be completely honest and transparent. I've seen them maybe it's like twice this season, right? For right. all the way through. Um, so I won't give a full on endorsement, or I can't say that I have like a full on quote unquote scouting report on them, right? Um, but haven't seen some of the teams at the top of the ladder, you know, like Auburn, who I like better. If they're healthy, I like Arizona more. You know, um, as hot as they've been, or as the, a Duke, I like to be honest more. Well, Duke is a, is a Blue blood. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, I just think Arkansas coming in, I think they can hit the three. I think they D up good guard play. So, you know, I, I think they're going to be a lot. Now, Kentucky is, the, is, you know, I mean, I mean, one of the favorites. They'll be a one yeah. seed. You know, they're, they're ridiculous. Now, you got in the Big Ten, Michigan State, Purdue, Iowa, and Indiana after all the upsets. You know, obviously Purdue. You got to watch Purdue's going to be Purdue's really good. But Michigan State again. You know, you know them, dude. You know if they get in, they, you know it's Izzo. Yeah, uh, not his best team this year either. I know not at all. Yeah, they can be dangerous because Izzo. We know that he can coach, but I don't really think that they're much of a threat to be honest with you. Maybe they win a game, 
But I, I find it hard to – we have to see how the, how the brackets stack up. But quite honestly, I don't think they make it out of the set the first weekend. I, and, and yeah, again, nor do I, except that I, I'll go way back when I didn't think that they were going to make a run when they had the Flintstones. If I take you back 20-some-odd years ago and, I, and they had the Flintstones, one of the great Izzo teams, uh, and I, nobody saw it. Nobody came out of nowhere. That's in, that's an Izzo type of team where they could come out of nowhere and and kind of shock. All right, then you got in the Big East final today, right here on Fox at six thirty Eastern, three thirty Pacific. Villanova Creighton. Villanova is overseeded. Well, you know Villanova as well as anybody. So I love him. I, I'm a Jay Wright. You know, I love Jay. He's my man. I, this isn't a, they're seniors mm-hmm. and they should get to the Sweet 16, but they're, it's not a great Villanova team. They're, I don't think they can win it. No. And uh, kudos to Creighton for a huge win against Providence last night. Providence has been so good all season long, uh, historically yeah. good this year, and just got waxed uh, yeah. last night. But yeah, Villanova is the cream of the crop in the Big East. And to your point, I think they could probably make it to the Elite Eight. I can see them getting to – look, if you're good enough to make it to the Elite Eight, anything can happen. You can make it to the Final Four. Uh, but to your point, not uh, not Jay Wright's strongest uh, roster or team this year either. Got off to a bit of a slow start and kind of picked it up. But, yeah, not his best team. So I, I will be surprised uh, if they if they made a deeper run, to be honest. Yeah, I, and I, I, don't, I don't see – now the Big 12 Final is a great one yeah. tonight. Yes. This is, like, incredible. 6 o'clock Eastern, 3 o'clock Pacific – Kansas and Texas Tech, you got an elite Kansas team against one of the best, I think the best defensive team in the country in Texas Tech. Yeah, easily the best defensive team in the country. Like Mark Adams has just picked right on up, you know. It's <laughs> like, amazing, and kept it? And kept it and kept it going. Uh, so it's not going to be pretty. Few Texas A&M, uh, Texas Tech games, excuse me, are. But I mean, that's the way. That's the way, and you know this, having covered the sport for as long as you have. The way for a team that may be devoid of natural talent, no disrespect to Texas Tech, is to kind of grind it out, slow the game down, and make it as ugly as possible. And that's how they've yeah. been able to win games. If you have guard play and you can shoot the three, and you got one elite talent, one. And guard, and, and he's a guard, and you got uh, you can shoot the three a little bit. A couple guys can shoot the three, but you can play lockdown defense. Yeah, that's a formula that can take you to yeah. take you far. The problem is, I don't think they have that one elite talent though. Agree is the problem. You know, you have some solid players. You know, your, your arms and O'Banner. They have guys who have contributed for them, but I don't know if they have a guy that can kind of take over a game for them. Yeah, I yeah, I listen. I agree. I mean, I, I'm with you. I mean, Williams is pretty good, but I yeah. I'm with you. Um, you know, I I just think again, if you can hit the three and play D, it's just a recipe in this thing in this tournament. You've seen teams like Miami make runs. Virginia made a run. You know, like those teams that can play defense. Yeah, like that. It's interesting. I agree with you when it comes to Arizona. Arizona is a great, great, great team. What a team! What a game today in the Pac-12 final. Mm-hmm. We're on Fox tonight at uh, nine Eastern, six Pacific. Uh, I, I got to tell you, I, I think UCLA. If I had to pick one non-top ten team to make a run, as much as I like Arkansas, UCLA would be number one. Would be my first choice. 
Yeah, and I'd, now I'm biased in that I've seen a lot of UCLA this season, but they pretty much bring back the entire roster they had from last year's Final Four run. A uh, little bit of inconsistency, some injuries during the regular season. Juzang. Yeah, Johnny Juzang, by the way, has been injured the last month. He really hasn't been himself. Jaime Hawkins has really picked up the slack and kind of playing the, the role of Juzang from last year in the tournament. But they have depth now, too. Right. Some young guys coming off the bench, and they can defend like a mother. Like, they can really, really defend. I know. Uh, so, the thing that the thing that works, and I think this will work in the favor of, of a few teams that are a little bit bigger. We know the game is going smaller now, positionless, but I believe that works in the favor of a team like Arizona, uh, to a lesser extent, a team like UCLA, to a team like Gonzaga, by the way, who has yeah. really quality size in the front court. You just don't have a lot of teams that have a lot of, you know, bigs and depth of bigs like that. I agree. And I think that makes a huge difference. I will tell you, I, I think – the West rules college basketball. That's a first. Some the, that is, someone from the East Coast would say that. Some of the best ball is being played out West. Oh, yeah. I mean, I feel some like it's the, hard I mean, those to ignore. three teams that we just talked about, right? Arizona, Gonzaga, UCLA. I mean, like all three of those teams can easily win it. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. 100%. 100%. Um, and, and Gonzaga obviously has the experience from last year. Now they lost a couple of guys, but you got the big it's guy so Timmy good, on yeah. the inside. You got Chet yes. Holmgren, who's a, a, a budding unicorn. He's yeah. going to be a top pick in the draft. So they have as good of a chance as anybody, too. Rated number one in the country, and Arizona's right there. If it, for my money uh, right now, I would probably put my money on Arizona, to be honest with you. Um, but that's just me. Uh, having well, seen no, they were a favorite. Listen, they were, they, you know, they were again, they were blue. Like when I talk about these these teams, I'm I guess I'm talking about it more through the eyes of a, of a longer shot, right? Of yeah. a, you know, like the blue bloods. Like, listen, everybody's going to be on Duke. Coach K's legacy, the rig run is going to will that will it happen? Quite frankly, I don't think they're good enough. Mm-hmm. But they're going to uh, everybody's going to be on that team. Arizona's legit. Kansas is legit. Like the, the, this is the return of the blue bloods. Yeah, I think everybody kind of within the top that top seven. If you're looking yes. at the rankings, with the exception of Baylor. I think Baylor's kind of run – kudos yes. to them. They've been amazing. They've yes. had injuries. You cannot win a championship when you're going seven deep. <laughs> you just can't. Nah, it just wears you out, You, you really can't. You can't do that. So I'll I get, agree. They'll, they'll battle hard. Maybe they make it out of the first weekend, yeah. but I just can't see them making a deep run when they just don't have a lot of depth and health. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Which I'm is a shame because you'd like to be able to see them uh, if they can defend a national championship. And if they were healthy, they probably could. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look where they are I, now you know, at right. number three. That's right. Uh, I think this was some training, man. We're just going and going and going. I love it. Well, since we're talking college hoops, we'll start there. Uh, The Mountain West, San Diego State defeating Colorado State, advancing to the conference final against Boise State tonight. We talked about UCLA. They beat USC in a Pac-12 semifinal, setting up a championship matchup with Arizona, who defeated Colorado. As Cuz mentioned, that's 9 o'clock Eastern on Fox TV tonight. Wins for Virginia Tech and Duke in the ACC. Texas Tech and Kansas, as we mentioned, squaring off in the Big 12 title game. Villanova and Creighton with wins in the Big East. And in the SEC, huge upset. Texas A&M upsetting number two, Auburn. Going to the pros, the, in the NBA, the Spurs defeating Utah 104-102. to Greg Popovich, win number 1336. 1,336 victories, most in the regular season, passing his mentor, Don Nelson. Raptors getting 42 points from Gary Trent Jr. in a 117-112 to upset victory over Phoenix. LeBron James, 50 points, second time in three games he's done that, leading the Lakers to a victory over Washington. 
John Morant, 37 points in a Memphis victory over the Knicks. 30 points and 14 boards for Luka Doncic as Dallas defeated Houston. Wins for Miami, Atlanta, and the Celtics, who held off Detroit for their fifth straight victory. News out of the NFL, the Raiders signing defensive end Max Crosby to a four-year extension. Dodgers re-signing Clayton Kershaw to a one-year contract. Back to the fellas. Uh, that's another uh, free agent frenzy about to hit. Oh, yeah. Major League Baseball. Some of the big names. We're going to get into that in a little bit. I'm going to see what you think about all the new changes, which I like uh, for the most part. We'll get into Some I do, some I don't. So we'll get oh, into good. it. I'm, I'm looking forward to it because we'll, uh, we'll battle on that one. Uh, but let, let's let's get back to this because I'm, I'm curious when we look at you know the tournament, and next week, like I, this is the this is the best time, right? Like, th- what is it about you know weekday sports, right? Like when you have you know if it's such a great excuse to, to in March, like you just de- dealt with a nasty month, like January, February, or are dreary months for most of the country, and then you, you know you all of a sudden you got you know spring on the horizon, and it's just this great tournament. Right, where you get to belly up beginning on St. Patrick's Day. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how, like, St. Patrick's Day is big around here. Like, you know, big Irish community. So, like, it's a big party. Right. And everybody can't wait and they get nuts. And then you couple that with the end of a pandemic, knock on wood, yeah. and you get, you know, basketball, wall to wall basketball. It's like, you know, people don't know what to do. We go crazy. Yeah. Well, it breaks you out of your routine a little bit, kind of gives you an excuse to play hooky. You know, something to deviate your eye. Obviously, there's something to get a little action on if you're depending on what part of the country you're in. Uh, you know what I mean? So, it, uh, so that's what it is. And uh, and the randomness of the tournament is what we all love. You know, yes. so it's it's all it's one of those. And I think Colin Cowherd says this a lot. It's like we we love Cinderellas and le- until we don't. It's like you love it until a certain point, and then you you don't want to get to the championship game, and then it's like you know Dayton versus St. Mary's. Because then everybody yes, loses interest, you know what I mean? He's right about that. <laughs> so, he's, he's right about that. But, you know, you want to see a 16, you know, knock off a one. You know, you want to see those sorts of things. We're, we're going to always we're gonna remember where we were when Virginia lost, you know, a couple yes. of years ago. Yes. We're always yes. going to remember those sort of those upsets. It's it, exciting it is, early on. It is exciting. I, I, I mean, listen, I love it. I mean, like we all do. Like we get nuts with it. It's a, it's a blast. It's fun. It's, it's, got, it's got all of that – you know, Bacchanal. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, Chris, you're a guy who is not the biggest college basketball guy, but now you, you got to get in the tournament. That's you're up your alley. Week one, uh, weekend one, round one is usually just, uh, yeah, that's that's appointment viewing just because it's, it's, it's your favorite, I think it's your favorite format, and because it's a gluttony. It's just... Yes, the, I'm the, the NCA, but it, just in general, like the March, the March Madness. I don't know if you ever watched it on like the app or whatever, but they are the 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 streaming is basically set up to just watch like eight games at a time, right? And it's fantastic in that regard, and you're just kind of keeping an eye on it just because the drama at an end of a basketball game can, can has the potential to be very just out of this world, especially where. Teams are involved, like I, I, which is really good because for me, yeah, there's really not much to go on for college basketball at this stage. There's not a lot of names that really stand out. Anyone who's really going to be like people are kind of going into the tournament begging to know names, teams, whatever. But it's it's a very easy thing to get into with a bracket 
and with round one and sometimes round two with just how many games are just flying around. It's very easy to just kind of lose yourself in that. And that, that makes it an event, regardless of if you may not have names or, or faces to really go on. It's funny. You're right. It, you're right, because there's a lot of games flying around, and the people don't know. It's one of the biggest things that we have going where people – are kind of half in during the regular season, right? Like, think about it. Your average college basketball fan likes a team or a conference, right? Like, you're probably, like, the very small percentage of people are losers, like myself, that, you know, can that is going to watch a game at night or, you know, a few, a few games on a Saturday, right, when you can, right? Like, you're, you're, it's... It's funny because when it starts, you go, oh, my God, the brackets, and people are going, well, what do you like about this? And everybody gets involved when they haven't really touched it during a regular season fake. Yeah, and so and I think that's what kind of brings the uh, the diehards and the casuals together yeah. to a certain degree because honestly, and this happens all the time, we've all experienced it, if you have like office pools, is nine times out of ten, the person yeah. that wins it is a person that, that doesn't know, you know, North Carolina from North Carolina A&T. Uh-huh. You know, uh-huh. so guys like us who are, you know, watching a random North Carolina and NC right. State game on a Saturday in February, think we have crunch all these numbers and know yeah. all this stuff and know all the players. And we're the ones who end up looking terrible by weekend number oh, two. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. that's how it always works. So yeah. it's the inexact I, I, science, always. the randomness that I guess we kind of love <laughs> and hate at the same time. Yes. Yes. It's so funny because I, every year I go, why are you kidding me? And then yeah. you look around. And, it, you know, my sister doesn't watch any games. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at I'm number two in your work pool. Yeah. I'm beating you. Yeah. Because she Mr. thought the sports guy. The, she thought the North Carolina Ram was like a cute looking mascot exactly. or something. Yeah. And that's why she took him. Yeah. And I go, <laughs> exactly. But, but it's like, what can you say? Right. <laughs> like, I don't. That's the beauty of it. Right. There's also the beauty of the bar. Like, I don't know if you guys. Imbibe a little bit going out to watch some of the games, but there there's something about like being out with a bunch of people, communal watching. Yeah, I will say especially in the early rounds, as we get deeper right. and deeper into it, you know, I, I try to shy away from the major crowds and just Agreed. try to concentrate on the game. But when yep. there's just a frenzy of things going on all at once, yeah, yes. being in that t- that sort of atmosphere is very fun. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm the same way, same exact way. All right, uh, let's take a quick T.O. We got lots and lots and lots to do. We're the fellas right here on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. All right, fellas. Hang it out on a uh, fun Saturday morning. Hey, don't forget... This April 28th through the 30th, Vegas will be hosting the 2022 Draft, an event that will be unlike any other with unparalleled energy and excitement that only the greatest arena on earth can deliver. The best part is now through March 13th. All right, you ready? We're giving away a trip for two to be part of the energy and excitement. That's right. You and uh, that lucky person of your choosing can win a trip to Las Vegas during draft weekend, April 28th to the 30th. 
sponsored by the Las Vegas Convention and Visitors Authority. The prize package includes round-trip airfare to Vegas, hotel stay on the Strip, access to Fox Sports Radio's draft broadcast, and much, much more. To enter, get rules, visit foxsportsradio.com. That's foxsportsradio.com to win a trip to Vegas during draft weekend. Are you going, Fake? I will not be going, Anthony. You need it. You need it, brother. I can see your bachelor party for the draft. <laughs> I do enjoy the draft uh, to a certain degree. I don't know if it's something, and I know they've made an entire event out of it, and they have like a whole, you know, set up on the outside and games and all that stuff. I just, I, th- I visualize the people at the old Radio City Music Hall, and like, you know, by the time the third round comes around, some guy is sitting there wearing a giant Rams helmet or Rams head, and he's asleep, <laughs> you know? Guys who are just camping out in this giant theater to hear a bunch of names, and a lot of them start screaming for a guy they've never heard of. You know, um, I would probably go for the first round for the experience; would be pretty cool. But to stick it out for the entire weekend, I don't know if that would be for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, That's I a hear bit much. You. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. I, hear I did you it for Philadelphia one. one of those years. Now, how many how many rounds did you attend? Uh, uh, we Chris? we were there for the whole weekend. And you so, went and you went to the to the every. So I think day three dude, actually. Dude, so dude, how come you did not what? see? Did we not work together then? That would have been 2017. So no, that was well before I was at Fox Sports Radio. It was 20. I, I thought it was 2018. No, it was before I came out to California. So I think it was. It would have been 2017. I, I think was the right year because I think. I'm trying to remember no, the line. Twenty eighteen. It was definitely twenty eighteen because he. Well, there was like two Super years Bowl. Philly had it though. No, we only had it one year. Was it okay? It might have been yeah, twenty. We, Either way, yeah, we had I, it one was, year. One year. I, I, it was funny because we. I was a big part. Like you know, I was there every day. Did you know we were broadcasting live? And you know, it was my town, so you know we had a whole big thing going on. Yeah, we, we at the art museum, and we had worked. You know. We were working with like, uh, well, we weren't working with them, but they were there. Like some of the guys from Bleeding Green Nation, which is the Eagles' site for SB Nation. Like we knew some some of those guys, and we were in town, and we just. I think on day three we did kind of like take the time away. We didn't go directly there. We did some of the events, but then we got um, we uh, kind of toured the nightlife. I think so. It was, uh, was, Where'd you go? Where'd you lo- what did you like? I, I don't remember all the places we went. I just remember there was a place. Um, I don't want to call them out by name because my friend Ryan left his credit card there. And mm-hmm. we went back after last call to retrieve it. And he nearly got in a fight there because the guy pokes out because this guy forgot to close his tab. Okay. And then, he you know, Ryan retrieves his card. We're waiting to go back to the Uber. And the guy pops his head out from the bar and is like, wait, you didn't give me a tip for holding on to your card. And that's at Ryan, Ryan off. It's like, dude, I'm not going to give you a tip because you're an idiot and, refu- and forgot to give me back my card when you closed my tab. And we were all pretty well wasted at this point, too. So it was just. Mm, I don't know. Where, where you at with that fig? Sounds like, listen, it's draft weekend. There's a zillion people going on. It's up to it's up to Ryan to close out. Yeah, and I, in my experience recently, and you got to tip the guy because you do that in Philadelphia. They're gonna go here. Well, I, Ryan, Ryan's Ryan's not from an affluent background, and that kind of gouging. So no, I, I, my, my, my guy Ryan, like he's first generation college, and he just 
he did not he, like that. That rubbed him such the wrong way. And again, we were at least like the last place we went, we got very loaded and we we're like at least eight drinks deep. Ryan was in no way going to pay some fee because in his mind, the guy held. It's not a fee was, though. It's a chip. Yeah. And in my experience, in, in many situations like that, they'll just tell you, they'll just, they'll just charge you a gratuity. If you leave the car, they'll charge you like a 20% gratuity for leaving it and for them housing it for a night or however long they yeah, need to keep it I, for. Again, you're talking you're talking about the guy of a son, son of like an auto worker who just in, enjoy like that that just wasn't something that was going over at him at all. It doesn't Dude, matter. I, it doesn't let matter me just your, say one your thing. Proclivity. Let me just say one thing. The biggest best tippers in the world are like waitresses and bartenders because who don't have a lot of money, but they you realize that you know, people are working hard for Working hard. I got to say, I got a good violation on you guys, on Ryan. You know, nah. I'm, I'll, I'll call up Ryan about this, but I think I think Ryan was in the right here. All right. I, you know, we got to school them, Fig. We got to school these guys. <laughs> All right. We got a big hour ahead. Fellas, right here on Fox. All right. It's 7 a.m. in the east, 4 a.m. in the west. It's a big College basketball Fox Sports Saturday. Yeah, baby. Hey, don't forget, if cold candidate calls aren't turning into hot hiring leads, you need Indeed. Because Indeed's powerful hiring platform makes it easy to attract, screen, interview candidates all from one place. Find your next great hire visiting Indeed.com slash credit. All right. Let me uh, let me ask you, Fig. I got to get to it. I evaded it for an hour. Uh, we got lots to get into. NBA Thursday night was not pretty for my squad, to say the least. Not pretty for my squad. It was it was pretty ugly. I heard people paid four thousand dollars for the nosebleeds just so they can boo a guy that wasn't even playing. Did I did I hear that correctly? Yeah, but, but listen, listen <laughs> to me. Just, All right, come on, just, man. I love the city of Philadelphia, by the way, but I'm just saying, come on but now. Listen, y'all understand, right? <laughs> my man, my, my man quit on his team. Like, you, like here's what the na- the nation doesn't understand. All right, put us up that, on game. All right, like, when, you're, when you go through this, pro- the process is nine years old. Right. Nine, nine years of... Your heart and your soul, like, there was a pact that was made that was, you know, between the ownership and the fans. And it was like, listen, we're going to hit the reset button, and you guys got to be okay with playing this long game. Right. And, I, I, dude, I never saw anything like it. People were, were, were on board. There was a, only a handful of people that were dissenters. Most and most of the young people said, "You know what? Let's let's hit the reset button and let's try to build this thing from scratch." So they knew they were on board. They were selling tickets for bad, just bad teams, but they were on board with this whole process. Mm-hmm. So when when Simmons gets drafted number one overall, he's one of the saviors. In fact. You know, you had Embiid and you had Simmons, and the thought, the prevailing thought was that, you know, Embiid's this super talent, but, you know, health-wise, will he be able to stand up? 
And will he be okay long term? So there was a great fear for Joel Embiid's health. Now you bring in uh, a guy like Simmons, and he's, oh, my God, seven feet, 6'11", can get up and down a floor like that. He's the next LeBron. All he needs to do, he's like, he plays like Giannis, very similar, except he was a better – Simmons a better passer. and But he never was as aggressive, didn't have the lion heart that Giannis did. But whatever. That was the thought. Like, you go, you look at these two dudes, they were two brothers that were going to lead, you know, be co-stars in this movie. And it turned biblical. Like, they, the one turned on the other, and the one quit on the town, quit on his team. It, it was unprecedented. In the beginning of a max contract, just doesn't want to play? Yeah. I mean, that's a big backstory to just ignore. I agree. I agree. Um, it, it, and I totally understand the, the animus towards him. And if you knew he was going to be in the building, a part of me gets it. But, man, that's... I'm just thinking of that's just a lot of scratch to, to dole out. Yeah, dude, I, listen, I'm not, I wouldn't do that. That's the part. Well, that's the, Everything that you said is totally accurate. And if I was already a season seat holder or if I had to cup, you know, give up a couple of extra shekels to get in the building so I can experience it and get rainbows right. on, fine. But, I mean, that, that's the price of a Super Bowl ticket. You right. I mean? <laughs> it's right. not. Like, I would have as much vitriol towards him if I was a Philly fan, too, but not that much. Yeah, dude, dude listen, I, I hear you. I, I, th- is it, I think it's not. Yeah, I would spend four grand and, to upstairs. And it ends up coming off much worse when you basically get run off the floor. So, Well, that was the thing. Now, I was there, I was there obviously, because mm-hmm. I'm doing that book. And, you know, and, and it was, it was, wow, unsuited to about a, a buzzkill. Yeah. I mean, it was, now it was funny because there was a lot of security. And Simmons comes out. He waited until Harden was introduced to the crowd to, for him to come out on the floor. Hmm. Under the under the cloak of Harden applause, he comes out on the court wearing a Louis Vuitton hockey jersey. Yes, which I thought was just <laughs> the worst. Yellow, and yeah, he looked like a bumblebee. He did. Peacocking right? to the nth degree. Yes. Knew he was going to stand out. Yes, yes, it was crazy. Like, listen, you know, they followed him at the hotel. They found his hotel. Oh, I was, hard. you know, like people are insane. Mm-hmm. But you know, I mean, the, the game starts, and then they get drummed off the floor because Harding and Embiid. It, it, there's a lesson. The only reason I bring it up, it's a, it's a big story. But Harding and Embiid, they made it personal. It was about it was it wasn't about business. Mm-hmm. Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, it was business. The other two guys made it personal. And that's what happened. Yeah. Like Harden when you have games like and this is the great fear, right? Is that you hope that Harden doesn't have a, a, these games in the playoffs or at least a couple of them because he's so ball dominant that when he has a game like three for seventeen, and he was just off, right? Like right. He, he wasn't. He was off kilter. He wasn't bringing the opponent in so we can dish. None of that. But when you got a guy, when he's like that, you just crush the whole team because he has the ball in his hand so much. 
And that's the funny part because part of the reasoning as to why he went to Brooklyn was so he didn't necessarily have to be ball dominant. We knew that he and Kyrie and even KD can all play with the ball, can play without the ball. Now he's right back in the exact same scenario he was when he was in Houston. He has to have the ball in his hands. He has to be the guy. Like it all begins and ends with him as far as getting the play set. So that would worry me a little bit considering his playoff history. Now, granted, he's never played with – now he played with KD a couple of times, but I would say Joel Embiid is at least the second best player he's ever played with in his career. And he's in his prime and he's playing, you know, playing his ass off at an MVP level, so that certainly helps. And look, it's one game in March. Like I'm not going to put too much into – you know right. what happened the other night? Because there were look high emotions. How many times do we see this all the time? Whether it's a it's a coming home game or it's an emotional game for one side versus another, yep. and the side that's emotional falls flat. That happens yep. more often than not. Yep. You know, that's I remember exactly what, what happened when the year after the Buccaneers won the Super Bowl and the uh, they and the uh, Eagles were closing out the link and they opened up. It was a Sunday night or a Monday night game, and the Eagles were all jazzed up for a revenge game after losing the NFC title game, and the Bucks came in and handed it to them. You know. And everybody expected that the Eagles would jump up and have a good have a good victory, and they didn't. These sort of things just happen in sports a lot. So I wouldn't put much stock into it personally. Yeah, no, and listen, there's things that they have to figure out because, look, they don't have great depth, and right. they don't play defense. Like one of the problems that they have is they're not a good defensive team. So when you look at you look around now they. The East is loaded, right? Like, you got – like, listen, th- that Brooklyn team is no joke. And I never saw Kyrie play as good defense as he did the other night. Like, he was yeah. locked in defensively. And that's the frustrating part about him because he can when he wants to. There are ah, times – He's the, an amazing ball yeah, player. Yeah, there are times in the NBA Finals uh, against the Golden State Warriors when he really put the clamps on Steph Curry at times. Not, yeah. not consistently, which makes it just frustrate you even more. But he can do it. He absolutely can do it. He is a tremendous, tremendous, just tremendous basketball player. Yeah. But that you look at that at that e at the Eastern Conference, and you know it's loaded for bear, right? With Milwaukee and Miami and Boston playing good and playing really good. Yeah. I mean it's that. I mean that it's going to be a lot of fun uh, out east yeah. to see this. You know the baby bulls and sh- right. and the calves. I don't know why people aren't given the uh, – I feel like people are not giving the Heat as much love and credit as they should get for whatever reason. Really? Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of people that say, like, oh, the Heat are good in the regular season, but they'll find a way to tank it in the playoffs. And I was like, why? They have veterans on the team, I, guys who I have agree. made it to They're, the NBA the Finals. The best coach is, is Spolstra in I the league. I agree. Tyler Hero is probably going to be the sixth man of the year, recovering yep. after a down year last year for him. Like, I, I don't know what Miami is missing. Like, you tell me what is it that, that they don't have. To, to make them a title contender, because I don't know what it is. They have quality on the inside in Bam. They have good guys on the perimeter, led by Jimmy Butler, obviously, a veteran in Kyle Lowry, young guys like Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson can fill it up. I'm not saying they're great, and they can obviously lose to anybody, but they no, can I, beat I, anybody I, too, and I think that's not I being agree. talked about. I agree with you. I, we, now, we talk about because we're really – in tune with the Eastern Conference, but yeah, I, I listen. I'm with you, and you're you're right. I mean, Adebayo is fantastic. You got you got Jimmy, who is Jimmy's. Listen, Jimmy's a star, man. Mm-hmm. Jimmy, you know he's a star. You got three point shooting, and I'll go back to it. You know, you got Pop in the West, and you got Spolstra in the East, and that's your two the two best coaches in the league. Oh yeah, I agree. Right, Pop just doesn't have the horses right now, but as a coach, right. obviously you can't argue against him. right. You know what he's done. So, how about uh, LeBron last night? Wow, uh, out of his mind. 
And by yeah. the way, it wasn't he was six of nine for three point range. So it's not like he was just all going into the paint. He was no, killing them from mid range. You know, it, it was uh it was it was a display. It was kind he of got a, high about the third quarter when he went he, there was like five possessions and he just went off. Twelve straight points in the third quarter. I think he scored yeah. fourteen in the third uh completely. Uh he the, the the sad part is, I guess if you're a Laker fan, I guess if you're not, you're loving it. That it would take him having to score fifty points against Washington for them to for them to win, and that's the sad state that they're in right now. You know, Russell know. Westbrook, I think, was two for eleven. He did have nine assists, yeah. but it was terrible from the field. Got booed a couple of times for missing yeah. a couple of layups. You know, so uh, it's great that LeBron is still balling out. And LeBron even said after the game, you know, I, I want the, these fans have high standards of what good basketball is. I just want to yeah. show them good basketball. He didn't even talk about the playoffs and play in yeah. and making a run at the title. He was like, I just want to give them something to be excited about. Yeah, he's uh, he's unbelievable. Yeah, there are times when you just go, wow, I just marvel. At yeah, you. at go, 37 years old. I mean, that's sick. I mean, it's it's amazing. And with that outburst at 50 points, he uh, now he surpassed Joel Embiid as the league's leading scorer as of this moment. Can yeah. you imagine if he leads the league in scoring at age 37? No, nah, nah, it's amazing. That's just that's incredible. And he led the league in assists last year, by the way. Yeah. So I mean, and there is when we talk. Listen, I'm a I do worship from the Church of Jordan. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie, but come on, like when you look at how he's finishing his career, you know, as opposed to Mike. It's not even close. Yeah, it's uh, it's funny. I was uh, I just finished uh, Charles Oakley's uh, uh book. Oh, uh, for my man Frank Isola. Yeah, bro. with uh, Frank Isola, great book, great yeah, book. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he talked about you know LeBron James, who he has a good relationship with because he's a Cleveland guy, and obviously Michael Jordan is one of Oak's be- best friends. He says, we're comparing the two, he's like, I don't know who's one and who's one A. Let's just say we're in an airplane and those two guys are in the cockpit and nobody else comes close. You know, that's what it yes. is. If those guys are in the cockpit, you can go back and forth as to whoever is number one and who's number one A. But nobody's touching either of them. And that's probably the best way to put it. Uh, it's brilliant. It really is. Leave the oak. Yeah. oak uh, I like that a lot. Oak's the best. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. Um, but uh, let me ask you about Westbrook for a second. Name shaming? Yeah, it's. I mean, I mean, really? We're getting a little sensitive when it comes to that. I mean, are we for real? Name now, look, shaming. They're sending if they're sending death threats to your wife and saying stuff about your kids I mean, and all that. I, obviously, that's terrible. Right. But West Brick, something to get you offended over. That? And it's like, and he's like, oh, his kid takes pride in his last name. I get oh, it. Shut it, up. I understand, but come on. Uh, you, you gotta yeah, be you more know, thick Oh, that poor that. kid living in a lap of growing up in a lap of luxury. I <laughs> yeah. mean, come on. Let me let's be real here. That God bless the child, right? Like yeah, I'm all right. about kids and everything. He's going to be afforded every advantage in life. Yeah. So if the worst thing in life is that they call his last name Westbrick because of his dad can't shoot, yeah. uh, I think he'll get over it. Yeah, that 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 was I kind of a, a bridge too far. And for that one to be the one that he kind of went off on the long rant about. He spent more time talking about that than he did about the death threats, which was obviously egregious and terrible. It right. never happened but, but to anybody. Come on, but come on, but, do you really even believe all that nonsense? I mean, I go, come on now. You know, it's. What, the nonsense it, it, about the death threats and stuff? Yeah, did that really happen? Like, uh, they, I, like, I, listen, like, you know that, you know that these, you know, these idiot, ridiculous, you know, stupid, 
uh, guys are going to tweet you and, and say all kinds of vile things. Yeah, which is why That's I believe in social media that you go, all right, it's not like you, you know you got somebody out there stalking you. No, I don't think he even meant it that yeah, way. You know right? what I'm saying. Yeah, but just the fact that somebody would say it, you know. Well, yeah, well, it's vile. I mean, look, yeah. I mean, it's the first time some something vile has been said on social media? No. And you're going to cry about your Westbrook? Well, his Stop. thing was, and I don't know, you know, he's been taking incoming all season long at the very least. And, and at certain points in his career, and he, look, he's gotten into it with fans multiple times, especially yeah. over the last four seasons. I don't know what his wife has been receiving on Twitter, Instagram, whatever else, but yeah. prompted her to send messages, prompted him to say something. It's gotten to a point for someone who has been heckled as much as he has been to prompt him to have to say something. Now, I'll agree. The hill to die on is not Westbrook. I would not have gone on a rant about that one. Uh, but look, everybody has a breaking point to a certain degree, and everybody can take – look, some guys are more sensitive than others. He said himself, "Get throw it at me. I can take it. Just don't bring my family into it. And that's something you know that I can tell my wife, understand. Stay off social media, hon. All right? Enjoy the, the lavish lifestyle and stay off social media. Yeah, I mean, well, I that's mean like, quite frankly, yeah. I mean, that, that's what I would tell my wife. Like, listen, it's the trade-off. You got vile people sometimes saying stuff that are that is just it's gross and out of line. But look, what's the trade-off? We're, you know, this. We live here. We are our future is here. We our future is set. Our gener- for generations, we could travel. We can do whatever we want in life. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, stay I would on social say, media. I wouldn't tell her to stay. You're I mean, an adult. I want to tell her to, to like you know shut up and silence her, but recognize if you're going to be on social media, these things are will and can come your direction. You have to be able to you know absorb it and handle it. Well, it's not about silence. It's like I mean, it's come on. If you're you, you know, it's like I mean, can you imagine the stuff that the, the vile things that the, said to those Kardashians? They're like <laughs> the most hated people on the, on the planet, right? Yeah. But they turn all that social media into great wealth. Right. They go, hey, keep it coming <laughs> as we just stack M's. Yeah. It's not even just social media. Again, this is what he said. Like, he doesn't even want to bring his family to games because they get they get heckled and taunted, too. Right. So I, I certainly understand. And look, and I know in a city like Philadelphia, this is something that's not death threats, but going after guys is something that that city is known for. I don't know if it's something that Russell Westbrook has experienced a lot of from that standpoint, especially home fans. This was supposed to be a celebration for him and a homecoming for him and being right. celebrated. He was initially, and we started playing terribly, and the Lakers are well below what their expectations were. Even a lot of home fans are upset and are saying things that are that are really upsetting him. So I would understand how it would get to you to a certain degree, but again, as a pro athlete, you have to kind of be able to block those things hey, out. I mean, really? I, I look. I'm sorry. I, I and I gotta. I just went. Went. It's it's just it's annoying after a while. You just gotta grow up, man. Things happen. You know, deal with it. We got a problem in life sometimes where we confuse and blur the lines of mental illness and mental toughness. Yeah. Um. I and look, the thing is, he's always said this year, like he's fine, like he gets all the criticism, it doesn't bother him, he's happy yeah. to go home to his family and all that. Which fans yeah. don't want to hear. I think that's the healthy way to look at it. Yeah, I'm right. not, my life is not defined by my job, which is a basketball right. player, being a basketball player. Exactly. But yeah. <laughs> when you're paying paid, when you're the highest paid player on the on the team, higher than even LeBron and Anthony Davis, and you're performing like a you know a, a minimum player, fans don't want to hear that sort of thing. I can dig it. I can dig it. All right. Let's switch to baseball. That's coming up next. The return of MLB. Oh, thank God. The fellas right here on Fox Sports Radio. 
All right, welcome back, fellas. And let's welcome back baseball. How incredible is this baseball returns? I was getting worried. I thought, man, this thing could linger, and it's nice to have it. Yeah, that was the talk. You know, if they hadn't reached the agreement when they did, they thought this can drag on even longer because now with if there were not 162 games being played, then the players are going to start arguing for, well, we need to be paid. Yeah. You know, yeah. To that, you know, to that amount, exactly. and the owners wouldn't have wanted it. So I think that's part of the reason why they were hastening to make the deal when they did. So right. You're so right. Hey, hiring heating up, indeed's hiring platform makes it easy to attract screen and interview candidates all in one place. Sponsor a post. Instantly receive a short list of quality candidates on Indeed whose resumes match your job description. Visit indeed.com slash credit. All right, I want to play a little game with you guys. Uh, I want to read you some of the changes, and you tell me if you like them. All right? Okay. Chris, you ready to play? I'm ready to go. All right, here we go. Pitch clocks will be used. You like that, Figgy? Yeah, I don't mind it. That won't be implemented, by the way, until next season. But uh, right. yeah, I, I, yeah I, all the changes I'm going to do. I'm going to some blur. Some won't take place until 2023, but some this year. Yeah, I'm for the pitch clock. That doesn't bother me. Okay, Chris. I I'm I'm bearish. I don't really care for it, but I also think that depending on how much time is on the clock, it's not going to be much of an issue anyway. I think we just we make a big deal out of pitchers taking too much time, but I think right. I think this isn't. I just don't want to see it on like the score bug on a broadcast. I don't need that. Okay. Uh, Figgy, there will be larger bases in 2023. The softball type of bases. Seems unnecessary, uh, to be honest. So not the biggest fan of the larger base. Yeah, I don't like the fat base. I don't know what what for. Yeah, I'm out of the fat base. Was there a problem with guys tagging the bases or something? Well, they think it's for for, uh, safety. That the fact that the larger the base, the more room, the safety. Guys won't like I, you know I run guess. into second and pop off of it and injure yeah. themselves. They'll Most just, of the collisions stop. I see at second though are usually because the, the second baseman is playing off the base and they're making a play out on on the uh, the track. I, I guess you call it the track between second and first. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. though, it's well, not collisions have been cut down yeah. too in the last few years because of some rules changes they've made. So, yep. All right, how about this one? There will be no man on second base to start extra innings. Love it. All for it. Earn everything you get. That's what I love about baseball. You got to earn every out, earn every base runner. Yeah, that always felt that always felt really stupid that overtime. Yes. Hated. I mean, the, I the understand why they did it. They want games to end faster. I just want games to be played the way it's supposed to be played. Now, Amen. How long it takes. Amen. We all agree. That's a big deal for me. I agree with you. I, yeah. I hated that. It was so bogus. I don't yeah. understand why. But, ew. It was, it was just, just really. So, it was just really arbitrary. I mean, I yes. know. Look, they, and look, it worked. I mean, it, games were shorter. You didn't have a bunch of 17, 18 inning games, and they, they, it cut down on uh, extra inning games by like seventy percent. It, it worked, but you know, for someone's people who are purists, and again, if you want the game to be played the way it was designed to be played, that's just really hokey. It, it goes back to the, these arguments about baseball being too long, which I think at this point we've just proven are just not true. Like, people are more than willing. The NFL, yes. NFL and college games have gotten 
some college games have gotten up to four hours. People still swallow that down. It's it's yeah, just how baseball it. has been conducted, how it doesn't have stars. It's all these other things. The length of a game was always an excuse. Well, it doesn't have a clock. You know, it's easier to track in football. You you have when you have time ticking away. Baseball is you earn every out. You can't sure, be, but that you clock can't be saved can, by the time. That clock can stop a lot in sure. football, and I've seen plenty of games, Mountain West games, that have gone on for those four hours because every down they're throwing the football, and you're looking at that clock and three, like three, four, five seconds tick off. Well, I would say usually a lot of times those games are they're throwing a lot. There's a lot of scoring, so if there's a lot of scoring, it offsets the fact that the game is longer. It, it turns off some people. Again, I don't care. I love baseball the way that it is. If it's a, it's a two to nothing game. And the game is lasting four and a half hours because, you know, for whatever reason, there's a lot of guys taking pitches, patient teams, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I, I mean, but again, part of that's going to be by pitching, you know, the time between pitches being cut down. It's just yep, that'll help. The, the extra inning was always kind of a moral panic that just never needed to be. Agree. All right. Uh, do me a favor, Fig. Hit us with some trending and then we'll continue. All right, LeBron James, 50 points, 18 of 25 shooting from the field, cuz amazing. Six of nine from three-point distance, leading the Lakers to a 122-109 to victory over Washington on Friday. L.A. has just won two of their last eight games, by the way. Both of those victories, LeBron James scored 50 points, 56 against Golden State last weekend. Toronto upset Phoenix, 117-112. to Gary Trent Jr., eight three-pointers and 42 points. Greg Popovich passed Don Nelson for most regular season victories by a head coach after the Spurs defeated Utah. John Morant, 37 points for the Grizzlies as they defeat the Knicks. Charlotte, Atlanta, Miami, and Dallas with victories. Boston has won 18 of their last 21 games. They are white hot. Their latest victim, the Detroit Pistons, on Friday to the tune of a 114-103 final. In college troops, UCLA and and Arizona will face off for the Pac-12 title tonight on Fox. They picked up wins over USC and Colorado, respectively. San Diego State and Boise State will compete for the Mountain West title. Michigan State and Purdue with victories in the Big Ten. Texas Tech and Kansas won their semifinal matchups in the Big 12. Villanova and Creighton advance to the Big East final. Creighton, Mollywap, Providence, 85-58. to And in baseball, since we're talking about it, Dodgers agreeing to a one-year contract with Clayton Kershaw. Big move for the rival San Francisco Giants. Carlos Rodon, a two-year contract, $44 million opt-out after the first year. Back to the fellas. All right, that's us. We are the fellas hanging out. On a Fox Sports Saturday. All right, let's continue. We're celebrating the fact that baseball is back. And uh, we're going through some of the changes and some of the rules that will be implemented both this season and next season. Uh, All right, guys, a draft lottery will be implemented to discourage tanking. Do you like the draft lottery fake? I do. I I was on the player side and wishing this could have been expanded a little bit more than six teams. Uh, and so I'm hoping that it finds it helps in disincentivizing tanking, which has been so rampant, even more so and more blatantly than the NBA at times with these baseball teams, with how these how low these payrolls have been. Well, you know, it it, it I, I I'm a big proponent of it. I'm a fan of, it, and I wish it would expand. Is it tanking or is it just teams just being cheap for the sake of being cheap? Tanking implies that there is a you know to to use the Sam Hinkie line that there is a process. That there's a that there's a method to the tanking that that the tanking is eventually going to be done for a specific reason. Baseball teams, I don't think, are tanking in as much as their owners are just being either incredibly cheap and just trying to get what players they can under under like uh, under a very friendly team 
pay controls and then just not paying them when it comes time to actually deliver on it. I, I think, think it's a little bit of both, though. Yeah, I uh, think I think it's a little bit of both. I just I, for me, I just don't see when when a team is being cheap and in the in the lot in the top of the draft. I don't see them in baseball as doing it as a plan to get back to the top most of the time. It just seems like, yeah, that team is just cheap, and they refuse to be good because their owner just doesn't want to spend money. No, but it could be a plan to try to get the best player coming out. I mean, if you know Bryce Harper's coming up in the draft and you have an opportunity to get him, but maybe I, it would incentivize you to try to yeah. lose more and get him in. And you know you're going to have him under team yeah. control for six, seven I mean, years the Astros, before I, I could, the free Astros basically did that. Yeah. I, I could see that, but at the same time... The Astros a, absolutely unapologetically did it. A, yes. it's, yeah. it's so hard to pan out players in the baseball draft and B, most of the guys mm. going to the top aren't guys like Bryce Harper's. It's, the, it's right-handed pitchers. So, like, no, I understand that. I'm just so. saying, in a situation where you know there is a guy that you're going after, and look, the you all you want to have your best shot at the best talent. So, if you have the opportunity to do that at the top of the draft, a lot of these teams will do it. Right. I don't. I don't hate the lottery. I just think that the the machinations of what make what puts teams at the top of the draft in baseball is just very different than what goes on in the NBA. All right. I, I just think, but there are times when. You got you know elite talent at the top of the draft, but anyway, uh, let's do this. Let's keep it going. Let's go. Do you guys are you guys against vehemently against advertising the patches on the jerseys and decals on the batting helmets? Could not care less. This is okay. coming. Whether we whether you like it or not, it's right. it's coming. It's it's invading all the other sports. I personally don't like it. I like baseball uniforms as just being clean. Just yeah, clean. It goes with the whole thing, but like, there's there's no way around this. Like, the alternatives is basically to do what they do in Japan and Korea, where instead of the the city names, it's the names of the companies yeah. that own them, like oh, Hunch I, and Tiger, Samsung. I don't think that will ever happen. No, it when won't the, happen. Like the soccer either. model or all that, or the WNBA does it, where you don't even the name of the team is even on the front of the jersey. Yeah. It's just right. the sponsor. Yeah, and, yeah, but the pat like to take again and go back to the NBA, those patches are getting more and more noticeable. On like the shoulder, so I yeah. I fully expect them that they'll become noticeable over time with the batting helmets. But that's just the way it's going to yeah. go. I just don't like it's it. It's just an extra revenue stream. We know that's what this is all about. But in the grand scheme, a decal, a logo, as long as it doesn't supersede the actual logo of the team, or you know, the, or the team name. That's the f- that's how I scare. That's yeah. The that's the slippery, it's a slippery slope. slope. I get yeah. you on that part. Uh, yeah. Ding ding. I understand ding, that ding. part. All right, the 2023 schedule will be more balanced as teams will play at least one series against every opponent in both leagues. I really liked it when it was not interleague. I feel old saying that, but I really liked it when it was not interleague. I would especially say because the All-Star game was such a spectacle too, and it gets downplayed a little bit because you have so many interleague series. So the the shine of the or the appeal of the All Star Game, this guy's never seen this guy before. Even the World Series too. Absolutely, yeah, that gets yeah. washed away. But my yeah. thing is, we've we've come so far away from that. Yeah, it's uh, hard to go back. Yeah, so I don't necessarily mind. Everybody gets a chance to, to play everybody. You know, right. if you are a you know if you're a Nationals fan and you want to see Mike Trout play, you have a chance yeah. to do it. Then you know that's great. So I, I like the it's kind of like the NBA model. Everybody has a chance to see everybody at least once. Yeah, and it's and it's a treat for the for the home fan to see a guy come into town that they've never seen before. So I don't, I I don't in the that. grand scheme, I, I don't mind it. Yeah, like I I have a kid, like my kid 
loves, loves Mike Trout. That's right. He's a Jersey right. guy. Yeah. He loves Mike Trout. And, and you know, this is a good chance for him to see him, you know? Yeah. Um, all right. Let's save the I saved the biggies for last. Playoffs. The postseason will expand to 12 teams. Right? All six division winners will earn playoff berths. Not all will get the advantage of rest that they currently enjoy. Instead, the division winners with the two best records will receive first-round buys with the remaining division winner and three wildcards meeting in best-of-three wildcard series. Do you guys like that? No. Figgy. I do not. I don't either. I don't want expanded playoffs in baseball. You have a 162-game season. Thank right. goodness they didn't negotiate 14 teams and the players fought against that. I can't have half the league make it into the playoffs. Why are we playing 162 games to differentiate who's good and who's not if half the league is going to end up making it? It makes no sense. If anything, they'd never do it. I know they won't, and I'm not expecting them to. I'd retract the playoffs, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> I'd go back to the 1980s and just eight, go straight eight, to eight the teams. Yeah, go, go or yeah, eight teams or go straight back to the, the ALCS and the NLCS because then it's an arms race at the end of the season, and all yeah. the regular season series actually matter. You can't do it now. I get it. But if I have my druthers, I'd rather retract than expand. Yeah, money's going to take it over. I I really question this this first round buy they're going to hand out because it okay it makes sense to take time off when you're playing football or basketball. Rest can really help you. But I can't tell you how many times I've seen. Uh, I agree. A, with no, this. no, I, I yeah. can't tell you how many times I've seen a team like I go back to 2012 for like the Tigers and the Giants. The Tigers. Yeah. Swept the Yankees in four, spent a week at home sitting on their yeah. asses, and then they met the Giants, who just battled it out to seven in the NLCS. And what do the Giants do? The Giants hammer down the Tigers. Why? Yeah. Because rest is rust in baseball. This is yes. a sport that relies on playing almost every day, maybe a day off here and there. It is not a sport where buys help you. That is rust, not rest, and it's going to... I'm going to be really fascinated to see how it turns out because my my hypothesis right now is a lot of those teams, those first-round buys, are going to come out flat for the first part of their series against I, whoever they play. I will say the buys are not going to be, you know, six, seven days. I mean, if you're coming out of a three-game series, you know, it's only going to be three days, you know, four days max. That, that's if they – yeah, that's if there's no days off between games, yeah. Right, and so there, there's probably going to be one day off between, you know, games for travel if it goes a full three. So I don't think it's going to be that extreme. And it can ultimately end up helping teams. You know, teams that have to grind it down the stretch of the season. I'll use the Dodgers as an example last year. You know, with, I mean, Bueller's arm fell off. We know what happened with Max Scherz. Do you think those guys couldn't have benefited from having a few three extra four days off? I, I think so depending max, on like, the circumstances, it can actually help. Maybe. I just think at max, like, you get to two, three days – it, that that's enough, but once you start to cross over to four, five, or six, that's when it turns to rust. I'll agree with that. I mean, I I think I think the break is going to look more like probably once you take in the break before the wild card game. That's a day. You have four days for a wild card series if it goes to three full three games, and then another day before you play the actual uh, L, uh, LDS series. That's 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 right there. Five six days. That's five days right there. No, Before so you're playing a it's, game. It's full rest or extra rest for your ace, assuming that he may have pitched the last game of the season. There's a way to line it up for it to work. So it doesn't really bother me so much, that part of it. Yeah, no, listen, I, I hear you. Uh, um, you knew it was inevitable. I, the only thing I do like 
uh, and I think I tend to agree with you uh, in theory when it comes to playoffs with retraction, but knowing that it's going to be here, I do like the fact that it's not a one-game thing. It's yes. now a, a three-game series. I'm with I, you on I, that. I can get I can get behind that. Yeah, one game, you know, after 162, that. Oh, stupid. Yeah. Stupid. I would even go to five, but three is cool. So, uh, all right, coming up, the big ones, the DH mm-hmm. and the shift. How are you guys going to feel about those? We'll find out next. We're the fellas right here on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. All right. Welcome back, fellas. On a Fox Sports Saturday. Yeah, baby. All right. Uh, Don't forget, fellas, we hang out always. Brought to you by Indeed. If cold candidate calls aren't turning into hot hiring leads, you need Indeed because Indeed's powerful hiring platform makes it easy to attract, screen, and interview candidates all from one place. Find your next great hire. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. All right. The big ones. DH. Fig, you come from a National League city. The designated hitter, uniform now in baseball. What do you think? I'm fine with it. I've never been a fan of two different leagues within the same sport having different rules. So either, honestly, if they were to say, okay, pitchers have to hit in both leagues, fine. DH in both leagues, fine. Well, we have to stop with like each league having different rules. So I'm fine with it. Totally fine with it, too. I've always been in favor of the designated hitter just because – it's uh, it, well, one from the player side. You understand it. It helps guys get longer careers, especially there's some players who just can't field anymore. Fit in well as a designated hitter on a contract like that. Also, though, like I'm, I'm sorry. I know, I know, NL purists love this idea of a pitcher sometimes hitting something big. It's, it's so awful watching a pitcher try to bat. They just everyone is so specialized now that it just. It's a worthless endeavor. It's a worthless at bat. The DH is fine. Get with the times. Grow up. <laughs> I'm sorry. It is Grow like unless up. unless you're Otani. Otani is the one yeah, unicorn dude, who listen, can do. I got. Right. I got no. I have no problem with. I. Lo- I actually like it. Um. So I. I am, no. I'm not I'm speaking not, to anyone in this room. I'm just saying. No. No. To no. That, I'm just giving yeah. you my opinion. I heard you guys, and I. T- I agree with you. I, listen. It, well, especially nowadays, it, it was strategically interesting when you had like pitchers go eight, nine innings, like complete games or going deep into games mm-hmm. where you manage to make a decision, a man. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's 2 1, it's 3 2, you're taking your guy out. But those days are over. Now, you know, starting starters don't go. You know, yeah. Six, seven innings. Guys, they're lucky if they go seven. Yeah, now. these Bullpens guys are just deep. Hey, these guys are out after five and two thirds half the time. So, so you know, why not? Might as well just have some fun with it, right? Yeah. Um. All right. And then the other thing is the shift. Are you guys okay at getting rid of the shift? I'd gone back and forth on this. I usually don't like rules that fundamentally change the way the game is played. It's one thing to have like a pitch clock or even an automated strike zone, but then. 
I get it. You know, I, I go back. I don't know when three in the key was introduced into the NBA. It was probably in the Stone Ages at some point, but where you can't just camp a guy in there and have him block all the kinds of shots, especially when before there was a three-point line. That's kind of like the equivalent to a certain degree of what they're doing here. But, I mean, baseball has been so homogenized where it's just it's home runs. It's all home runs, and that's an adjustment because of the shift because guys you know, are well so well scouted nowadays they don't want to hit the ball on the ground. So if the rule is you have to have two guys on either side of the bag at all times, I'm, I'm fine with it. Yeah, scouting scouting and, and developing some of the shifts, like as much as I don't like stomping down a rule, it kind of broke the game when it came to fielding. It, it made fielding in certain situations impossible, which then led to the arms race, the long ball. It's it, it it's it's unfortunate, but sometimes the shift just kind of opened up a avenue in which baseball was fundamentally broken that right. it just needs to be rolled back. Right. Yeah, I I agree. I, you know, normally I'd be like, well, I don't know. I mean, the fact that you have this sort of strategic thing, it's. But I agree. It's almost like a zone defense, right, Faye, when you think about yeah. it with basketball. And their strategy for the pitchers, because now they're going to have to adjust and you know, pitch better as opposed every, to pitching to the defense. Now. Every sport has these developments over time, be right. it you know, how many men are in motion in football, trapezoid in, in or whatever it was hockey, in, in hockey. hockey yeah, there's yeah. always something that just you look at it and you may think it's fine at the time, but everyone understands like it's tilted too far in, on one side. I wish the NBA can find some equivalent to that for the three-pointer because everybody's playing the same way yeah. there, too. And I think that, to, to a certain degree, kind of hurts the NBA product. It was drawing the foul, too, for the three-and-one. Oh, God, yeah. And they said they were going to fix that this year, and I haven't really seen it a whole lot, to be honest. You know what? I, I agree with that. I, I want to follow up on that coming up. Right. Big hour ahead. Don't miss Anna word. Don't miss anything, fellas, on Fox all right, welcome back. 8 a.m. in the East, Six a, uh, 5 a.m. in the West. Happy, happy Saturday, Fox Sports Saturday. It's a big one. Um, you know, it's another, we've reached that threshold where we're now into the tournament. We're heading out, doing our thing with NFL free agency heating up. The draft's around the corner. I mean, baseball back, NBA, oh, man, it's all here. It's great. And don't forget, hiring heating up? Well, Indeed's hiring platform makes it easy to attract, screen, and interview candidates all in one place. Sponsor a post, instantly receive a short list of quality candidates on Indeed, whose resumes match your description. That's right. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. All right, uh, boys, uh, we were talking about baseball and the baseball return. And uh, I think you said something interesting when we were talking about the shift and the three-pointer in the NBA, use that analogy. And it is funny because I often thought that, you know, is it time to really move the three-point arc back and try to get the game a little bit, you know, more balanced with bigs? Because the big man is, you know, has evaporated basically. Post game is completely evaporated. Yeah, even even the most skilled post players like Joel Embiid are crossing people over on the perimeter and, and stepping back and hitting threes. You know, the the game right. has totally been revolutionized. I don't know if we'll ever get back to that point. And look, guys are pulling up, you know, with two feet inside the half court line and, and stroking three pointers like it's nothing. So it's hard to put the toothpaste back in the tube there. That that's a little bit more difficult than say a shift to fix, but. 
man, I just and I, I marvel at guys like DeMar DeRozan, who especially this year is having a phenomenal season. Chris Paul, Kawhi Leonard, sort of these old guard master of the mid range which we just don't have as much anymore, and it it's, makes it so much more difficult to defend and just adds extra nuance to how the game is played as opposed to high screen and roll, get a guy going downhill and kick it out and kick it around the corner and hit a three. It's, it's, it's very predictable how the game is played, and you just don't have contrasting styles anymore because everybody plays the exact same style, and it's a little bit less entertaining than I think it, it was when people played different, uh, different styles of basketball. Yeah, it just makes it interesting. It helps the game, and I think that's yeah. kind of what you're looking at, right? You know, when you think about it, because sometimes it, I agree with you. Look, watching Steph shoot is amazing, is incredible, right? Yeah, but you know, there's a lot of guys who aren't half as good as Steph at you know, and they shoot a ton of threes, and the game becomes you know kind of mundane. Yeah, that's and I love, and he's going to turn into a better shooter, and he already has to a degree. But John Morant. Kind of reminds me of AI a little bit. The the way yeah. he relentlessly attacks the rim. Yeah. Now he's probably going to break down. Unfortunately, he's not a big guy. So right. hopefully he puts on some beef or learns to shoot better. Because if he keeps driving the way that he does, he's he's going to be banged up throughout most of his career. But just like we don't have players who are like that, you know, on, right. on a night in night out basis. Everybody kind of wants to be more like Steph. And there's just little. There's very little uh, nuance or very little. Uh, um, contrast with how different players play. They're all kind of play the same to a degree. Unless you're an athletic freak like LeBron or Giannis. Obviously right. there's unicorns like that, but the general NBA player are all kind of chasing you know, to play the same way and do the same things. Exactly. exactly. That, that's so, so spot on. Uh, let, let's look at this uh, real quick because it's a big basketball kind of time, right? Like so college basketball takes center stage be, really beginning this past week with all the college tournaments and uh, you got some real good games coming up today you know you have uh, the SEC semis going on Arkansas A&M Kentucky Tennessee is a great game that happens later on uh in the Big 10 Indiana and Iowa Michigan State Purdue is interesting uh Tulane Houston in the Athletic uh, looking forward to watching Texas Tech and Kansas to see if Texas Tech could get, could upset Kansas. The final right here on Fox, Creighton Nova in the Big East. Uh, and then, of course, the final, also the doubleheader on Fox, Pac-12, UCLA and Arizona. Give me, uh, give me kind of what your, give me your teams that you're looking at. Have you made a list of teams? Maybe like some of the favorites you like and some of the, uh, some of the Cinderella types. I've not made like an official list. Uh, I mean, there have been a couple of teams that I'll keep uh, kept my eye on. I, I really don't know if there's a lot of Cinderellas that I'm really that much in love with this year. To be totally honest with you, um, Texas Tech is an intriguing one because, and I think we talked about this before, because they play defense so well. Um, and look, you might not even need to have a standout player if you can really put the clamps on uh, a lot of other teams. So they might be a team that's a little bit of a sleeper. You've talked about Arkansas. I'm not as bullish on them uh, as you are, but they're another really gritty, intense, defensive uh, sort of team. So I so I get that. But honestly, uh, I think a champion is going to really come from really that top six to eight range uh, in the in the in the current rankings. To be honest with you. And more, more uh, importantly, the top five because I think there's issues with teams like Purdue, who does who can't defend anybody, and Villanova, who we talked about, is not really that great either. Agreed, agreed. You, you know, it's funny because I, I know you're bullish on Arizona, and I agree. I like them. 
we both like UCLA to be a team looking outside the top 10 right now that should make a run. And I, I love them to make the Final Four. I, I just think that they're a, they're going to they're in a great spot to mm-hmm. make the Final Four. And I wouldn't um, sleep on Wisconsin either. I, I don't know if you would consider them a sleeper. They're inside the, no. the, the top 15. Yeah, but, you know, Johnny Davis is a great player. Great player. Uh, and so he's one of those guys that can maybe catch fire. They can. They obviously know how to play defense at Wisconsin. They always have. So they're a team that can actually uh, jump up and make some noise too. Did you have you made your plans for Thursday and Friday? I have not. No, no. I have my my regular work day that I have going on, and then I'll, I'll figure I'll figure out everything after that. Once the schedule is out, you know there are certain games that you kind of want to spotlight. I'm probably not going to be able to catch all of them, especially on the early part of the slate. But I'll be able to get in on the late afternoon. So I, I have not been able to plan out Thursday and Friday. I can't call in sick. You know what I mean? <laughs> so that would be just a little bit too suspicious. So Yeah, you know, it's funny because we're our industry. We're like, you know, we love this stuff the most, and yet we can't play hooky like nope. in, uh, other uh, other professions. Now, also, we're going to be inundated with it. So, I mean, we're going to be talking about it. So we'll have games on as we're, you know, doing our thing on the air. But so right, it's a little it's bit a different, different than being at a bar yeah, at nine a.m. Yeah, exactly. You know, kicking, you know, knocking back a few, watching basketball all day from, which is what I love. You know, but being out in the West Coast, basically you have basketball from nine o'clock in the morning to ten o'clock at night, Thursday and Friday. Amazing. Well, more what? I That's mean, right. How could it get I any better? About you guys, you started nine. Yeah. How could it be any See, better? See, we go twelve to twelve. Yeah. You know, twelve to one a.m. I, I, you know. Which is the? I agree with you. It's the greatest. There are times when it sucks because you know it's a big day for stations and sports radio. Because you can well imagine, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to be at you know gambling and sports gambling is legal right. in Pennsylvania, New Jersey. So we'll be out at you know casino and a sports book and Very cool. bars. Like you know, we'll be at all those places, right? Yeah. You know, and it's fun and all, but there is something about just, you know, I, you know what I did? I had a, uh, so I used to do a show at um, the Tropicana Atlantic City Casino. So I, you know, I know the guys and all that stuff. They got me this, the big suite. So I had this gigantic suite, pool table in the room, two TVs, three bedrooms, Right. So I had it for the four days of the tournament, first four days of the tournament. Hmm. I had my buddies come in, right? It it was just awesome. Like, you want to talk about a, a fella's weekend? Yeah. You know, big suite, big t- TVs everywhere, right? Pool table. Nice. It, it was it was living. That's what more could you want? Right? That's amazing. You know, it was living. How about you, uh, Chris? Are you, uh, or do you make plans like this? Like, cause you're usually a guy. You did your menu and you have your sake. Yeah, get the sake on tap. I, like I, I, I keep, I keep personal stashes of that all around. <laughs> I actually, just drained a bottle of plum wine the other there night. There we go. So, yeah. What's what in that call? Co- what's in that coffee mug over there, Chris? <laughs> nah, just water this time. Just water. Just water. It's late. It, it's clear, so you uh, yeah. slash early. Well, right. sake is clear too. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I mean. So I was like, I'll, I'll take your word for it. Mm. I like it. I like you doing anything special for. I'm sorry for uh, for March Madness opening oh. opening weekend of the tournament. Oh well, um, probably I'm going to be coming off free agency just because I was just talking with Figgy during the break. You know, for our podcast. 
we uh, get pretty busy around NFL free agency, so it's going to ram right up against the tournament. And uh, but um, I'll probably I'll probably find at least a day or two where I'll be able to have a couple devices. I've got like two monitors on my desktop set up, so I'll probably have a few streams up there while I'm working on some writing. And yeah, I'll definitely have the sake around. And then right. you know go go with just water and soda when it's when it's going to be Friday because I'm gonna have to come in here and work. Overnight. I got you, buddy. I got you. That's always that's always the, that's always the trick now. Now that I'm working the overnights too, where it's like I want to stay up and see all these games at the same time. I need to be like completely awake, sitting at this board here too. Well, we got lots to get to. Do me a favor. Let's do this. Let's. You want to go around free agency? Let's go around free agency, and uh, let's hit the NFL hard this next segment. I want to kind of go in and out where it stands right now and uh, as we reach the precipice of NFL free agency. Quick little football for a foray into football is next with the fellas right here on Fox Sports Radio. All right. Welcome back, fellas. What the funk? Hanging out. What a, a momentous time in the NFL, man. It, it's pretty wild. All kinds of crazy stuff happening in this league, it's pretty it's pretty amazing. Let's kind of take a deep dive, shall we, Fig, as we go through all of these teams and kind of where everybody's at. It's pretty wild, particularly from a quarterback standpoint, right? So let's kind of just run through some of the teams and some of the stories. Uh, no particular order. Let's start at the top of the uh, – with Arizona – does Kyle Murray, and I want you, Chris, chime in too, because Kyle Murray ironed things out in Arizona Well, get I mean, his long-term deal. He you know, refollowed them on all of his social media accounts and added them back, so clearly that means he's uh, he's back in, right? That's what, yeah. we're, that's what we're doing in 2022 vibes. That's what that's what it is. I, I unfollow you to send a message, and then I follow you back to say everything's good. So, yeah, I think I think he'll be fine. Do, do you like where they're at, where they stand? In a weak NFC, do you guys see them as a contender next year? It's a weak NFC, but it's still a very it's a strong t- NFC it's West. It's still a strong NFC West. Seattle is probably out of the equation altogether. Right. They're as close as you can be to hitting the reset button. Dep- oh, yeah. I, I'd have to see what they do at quarterback. I don't... I. They can't possibly be running with Drew Locke, but they might be. If they are, then nah. yeah, they're out of the equation. But yeah. the Rams are still going to retain a lot of their talent. And San Francisco, I don't know what they're doing at quarterback, but they are still a very good defensive team. Like That's still two very top-heavy teams in that division. The Cardinals want to be in that mix, too. So it, it is a weak... We were just talking... I was just talking about this with someone else, but like I, I, I get the perception of the NFC being weak, considering that we can probably make a top five NFC quarterbacks list that has Matthew Stafford at number two and Kirk Cousins at number five, which is kind of crazy. But at the same time, that division is still pretty loaded. So I I, I, I think they have an onus to bring him back. Yeah, yeah. Look, they, it's not like they weren't good. They made the playoffs. They played terribly. Uh, but and they've they've you know hit the skids the end, down the stretch of the regular season the last three seasons. So. That's something to monitor as well. But, yeah, they're, they're still going to be a good team. But, I, I mean, a contender, if you're talking about like a championship contender, yeah, uh, well, I'll, I'll a, have to a, wait until the draft and yeah. May free agency before I'm ready to say that. 
All right. How about this? And let's talk about it. We'll stay out west. The Niners, you know, we talk about who is the quarterback. Is there a party that still wonders if Brady goes there, like all the rumors? Not me. I, I've been thoroughly steadfast in saying he's not coming back. He's I don't think he's coming back either. That that seems like wishful thinking. Fans don't fan. Uh, some sometimes sports fans, I think, we don't like when we don't get the the storybook ending. I, I don't think he's going to come back and try to go out on top like Peyton. Manning. He he had his chance. He had his chance to walk away in twenty twenty one. He didn't. Yeah, well, that's true. I mean, that's certainly true. And balled out this past year, by the way. He was a runner-up for its MVP. It's not like he fell off a cliff. but Well, that's the point, which means you wonder, you know, what happens. Is it possible that, you know, he we wind up getting, uh, you know, he, he does because he can still play. That's why yeah. I still, there's just a nagging feeling. All right. For me, I but, thought he would just run it back with Tampa. He can, but he doesn't, does he want to play? I think the that's Tampa's the big thing. Tampa's not good. That division isn't good. <laughs> like, no, that might be the true. worst division Tampa's in football not, right First now. of all, Tampa's not great. I wouldn't say they're bad. And that division is is lining up to not be that great. So you have an easier path to get back to uh, the playoffs true. there than you do in, out west. And you have to learn a new playbook all over again. I know he's going to bring a lot of plays with him. But yeah, yeah. look how, how he struggled to start the previous season in Tampa before they, they turned it on down the end of the uh, down the stretch of the regular season. Yeah. You might not be able to be afforded to get off to a slow start you know, yeah. next year in San Francisco. Interesting. Uh, so, so where does Jimmy G go? And if you're the Niners, don't you just want it back with him? If you're I, if you're not going to upgrade, then why would you take a chance on Lance when all the, everybody talks about what that a he's probably behind schedule, but also that b Evie he, he's a big risk. Yeah, I agree 100%. Unless you are thoroughly convinced that Trey Lance is ready, there, you, you don't have it to trade Jimmy Garoppolo. Like he's ready. Yeah, it doesn't sound like he's ready at all. You don't have to trade Garoppolo. So unless you get a deal that knocks your socks off, if you feel like you're in the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes or something like that, then outside of that, I would keep – look, you are minutes away from going to the Super Bowl again with Jimmy Garoppolo for a second time last year. I mean, so Jimmy's not great. And obviously if right. you had a better quarterback, you probably do win that game. Uh, but I, I trust him more than I trust Trey Lance right now. Agreed. All right, and then uh, we talk about Seattle because Seattle most likely will just punt, and I think it's probably the smart move for them. We brought up the South. So what does Tampa do? Tampa is in this spot where they're they have a bloated cap. They're a veteran type of team. They have no quarterback. How do you kind of maneuver here? Their defense, not the same bite to it. What what can you do? Like, at this point, you, you mentioned the bloated cap. This is kind of comes with, I feel like this is going to come with a lot of teams in this new era of the cap and, and you know, going all out to win the Super Bowl. At some point, the, butcher, the butcher's got to pay his due. And here, there's nothing Tampa really can do. Like, they don't really – I don't know. They didn't have a plan at quarterback before Tom Brady other than rolling Jameis Winston out there, which did not work well, and I don't know what the plan is now. And a lot of that a lot of that defense is kind of aged out. I just – I don't I don't see what it is for Tampa. It's going to be a long – it's going to be a hard year if they're going to have to just rebuild on the fly and get the capital they need to just retool. Oh, I don't think it's that bleak. I mean, they still have talent. They still have Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. They're going to re-sign back or franchise and hope that he yeah uh, he's heals, probably getting franchise that he gets healthy. Their offensive line is good when it's healthy. Uh, the, the their defense, while not dominant, 
I don't think is terrible, generally speaking. So I, I don't think I don't see this doom and gloom scenario outside of the quarterback position, which albeit obviously is the most important position on the team. I don't see that. T- yes, they're over the cap. I think they're like ten or twelve million dollars, which is not that bad. No, that can be that can be finagled too. You Easily can re- retool some stuff. Yeah. It's what the Saints were doing for years, where it's like, oh my God, they're twenty million over the cap, and it disappears immediately as you kick more money down the road as and do some restructuring. And the Packers just now with uh, with Aaron Rodgers early this week as well. So I, I'm not as doom and gloom on Tampa Bay. Uh, as uh, some people I just might see their, be. I just see their window closing a lot quicker. Than- I would say that if the NFC wasn't as average as it is. Uh, so you get the right quarterback in there, whomever that may be. That might be Garoppolo. That could be somebody else. Along with the weapons that they already have in place, I, I don't see a reason why they can't possibly win the South, and who knows what happens when they get to the playoffs. So I'm not as doom and gloom on the back of Buccaneers as some other people might be. All right. Uh, you would have to be doom and gloom on the Saints. Talking about bloated caps, yeah. they have the big, big. You want to talk about a beer belly? That's a cap belly right there. I think they're thirty million over. I believe is what it is. Yeah, yeah. I mentioned how the Saints have been kicking it down the road for a while. I don't think they can kick it down the road much no. longer in a few places here. Right, and of course the uh, Sean Payton bails. The escape hatch. Sean Payton's <laughs> bailed. Drew Brees is now gone for a couple of years. I don't. Taysom Hill hasn't worked out. Like I don't. And and you just paid Taysom Hill a lot of money too. I it didn't make a lot of sense to me. No, at the time. it it uh, that was a Sean Payton move if there ever was one. Whoever's coming in next, and take then over. He bails out on. Then he bails on you. Jeez. You know, no good. Who's the best team in this division? Is it? It, it can't possibly be Atlanta either. Oh, I still think it's I, I still think it's, it's Tampa, but, but I yeah. don't think Tampa's great. But I think Tampa's the class of the this, division. This feels like that one year where the Panthers won the division at like seven, eight, and one. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, you know, I'm gonna hope my Panthers, well, my boy Matt, can get things together. And they, again, they're just missing a quarterback, dude. They're close. They're close. Now, that's the big question. But if you land, let me just, let, let's extrapolate here. Deshaun Watson goes to Carolina. Now, how do you look at them? Are they really going to trade for another quarterback, though? Well, this is an elite they quarterback. Just, they, this I, is a Sam sure, Darnold. Sure, but they, 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 they went all out to go for Darnold, and now it's... They didn't go all well, out. Well, no, they, they didn't, like, give up the farm for him. No, no, but, out. like, they, they invested in Darnold. So but they didn't. They, no, but it was a modest. Like it was a modest investment. It, it was not an all out investment. Second and a fourth, or something like that. Like, yeah, I mean that. If even seriously. that. This the Sean Watson swings the pendulum regardless of what team he goes to. So, I mean, it doesn't matter what team Deshaun Watson goes to. Their odds automatically shoot up. So, in a, in a division like the NFC South, and I South, think their defense is good. Their defense, yes, is is good. I don't know if it's great, but it's definitely good. It's a playoff defense. I'll put it that way. Yeah, it's definitely a playoff caliber defense. Getting and the problem with them is, you know, unless Christian McCaffrey's playing, they're just they just have no impact plays to be made. Now a lot of that stuff can be you know superseded by a quarterback. A quarterback can make receivers right. good. Like, like that was my like they have good. I always thought their weapons were decent. Like their weapons were decent, but they had just wretched, wretched quarterback play. I mean, the fact that they got to go back to the well with Cam Newton tells you everything you need to know, right? So you know, I mean, I, and I think, listen, I think Matt's a great coach. I think he's going to 
he's going to turn that thing around. I hope I so, because there were reports that he could be on the hot seat coming into this year if things don't turn around. So yeah, I mean, I, again, how do you win without a quarterback? I keep you know he he stuck with he was Darnold was his last it was his only chance. He had nothing. Yeah, you got no. It's hard to find a quarterback. Let's go to Chicago and and Detroit. And when you look at Minnesota, those three teams rebuild, rebuild, with, rebuild with Rodgers back at the helm. Can I mean, any of those teams challenge Green Bay? Well, no. for, I mean, first of all, Chicago's tearing it down. Obviously, you just right. They basically gave Khalil Mack right, away. Back, yep. So didn't even. I don't know what they what the negotiations were. I'm still this, flabbergasted. This in Seattle mode. Yeah, I'm flabbergasted. They couldn't find a first round pick from somebody for Khalil I, Mack. That that that's kind of that's their their front office isn't great. And to be honest, like this Chicago teardown has been just waiting for a couple of years now. They were never going to really. You know, pay out what they needed to on a lot of that defense, and now like they've got questions on their offensive line to protect Justin Fields, and Justin Fields has to learn on the fly. I'm, I'm not, I'm uh, this, this, this whole situation in Chicago kind of stinks, and yeah, to, to Minnesota, I we still don't know if Kirk Cousins is really going to be back with them yet. I think he will be, but they've they've been missing a few pieces for a minute here too. So I don't, yeah, I I think Green Bay is just this is a division that's easily falling into. The lap of Aaron Rodgers again. How, what do you think of your lines? They still haven't figured out several. They, they've got a lot that they need to address. I know some fans expect them to uh, buy big in wide receiver this free agency class. I don't see it. Maybe if they're paying the asking price for Amari Cooper, which would be like a fourth round, but. You still have Jared Goff under center. He's obviously not going to be the long-term quarterback of the Lions. And there's questions about whether you pull that trigger now in this draft class, which you're kind of in a bad position to, to, to do, ironically enough. Second is kind of seen as too high in 32nd. You're probably not getting your pick of the litter. And you've and you got to wonder, because I think the Lions will improve from their scant two wins next year so will you still be in a position to pick even with two picks to pick a quarterback that you really want at the top of next year's draft either I don't know so I don't I don't know where they're going to turn with quarterback it's definitely not with Jared Goff after a couple of years so if Jared Goff's not your long answer I don't know why you're spending in wide receiver they just re-signed Josh Reynolds and I think that's about right that plus maybe drafting a wide receiver but there's several other positions that need to be addressed and I, I think they have a chance to improve on a few wins next year, but they're still they're still in the rebuild. They're still at least a year or two away. You know it's funny, guys. I, I hear the prevailing notion that the Packers are you could just pen them into the NFC championship game. But I, I, I after last year as the one seed losing at home or in a snow squall. I can't trust them. No, I can't. Yeah, I would certainly not say I would. I would pencil them into the NFC Championship game. I will. Pen, I would write in ink them winning the NFC North. Yeah, they're, that's they're about as far as I'll go. That's it. That's about as far as I'll go. Yeah, I've seen them. I don't know if choke is the operative term, but too many times they've uh, they, they've been in positions to be able to win in the postseason and they haven't done it for any number of reasons. So right. But they're a lock for the North. But beyond that, uh, who knows? I'm not. I'm not willing to go beyond that. I got a uh, my man, the big brain on Brad, who uh, yeah. our betting analyst, yeah. loves the Vikings. I mean, look, they do have a good core. If Cook is healthy, Jefferson's a beast. 
Kirk Cousins has been productive. I know he might not be great, and he has duds every now and then, but – I mean, the, the, their problem has been their defense the last few years, especially. Yeah, that's why it's, Mike it's Zimmer – falling apart. It's, yeah, and that's why I, Zimmer got the act, got yeah. the axe. But they have talent, especially offensively. So I, I can see why how Minnesota could potentially compete, and who knows what they do here in the offseason, new regime in there. So it's possible. I can see them compete for a wild card spot. Why not? All right. Uh, let's do – I tell you what, hit us with some trending, my brother, and then – We'll get back to uh, the rest of the NFC. All right. LeBron James scored 50 points on Friday night, 18 of 25 shooting from the floor, 6 of 9 from three-point distance, leading the Lakers to a 122-109 to victory over the Washington Wizards. Toronto upset Phoenix 117-112 to as Gary Trent Jr. hit eight three-pointers and scored 42 points on the night. Greg Popovich passed Don Nelson for most regular season victories by a head coach after the Spurs beat the Jazz. John Moran scored 37 points for the Grizzlies as they defeated the Knicks. Charlotte, Atlanta, Miami, and Dallas with victories. Boston is white hot. 18 of the last 21 games they have won. This time they defeated Detroit by the score of 114 to 103. In college hoops, UCLA and Arizona will face off for the Pac-12 title tonight at 9 Eastern on Fox. UCLA defeated USC on Friday night while Colorado was defeated by Arizona. San Diego State and Boise State will compete for the Mountain West Championship. Michigan State and Purdue with victories in the Big Ten. Texas Tech and Kansas won their semifinal matchups in the Big 12. Villanova and Creighton advanced to the Big East final. In baseball, the Dodgers agreed to a one-year contract with Clayton Kershaw. The Giants signed Carlos Rodon to a two-year contract. Back to the fellas. All right, that's us. We are the fellas. I'm Anthony Gargano. He's the fig, Kevin Figures. We got Psycho Chris. We got our man Ricky. All right, so now let's go to the NFC East as we kind of limp through this NFC landscape with all the power and all the big boys in the AMC. Look at this NFC. Oh, my. So here's the East. The other favorite that should be the favorite that has left a trail of broken hearts throughout Texas, the Cowboys, clearly the 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 best in that division. Yeah. Uh, that, what more can you say? Even the Cowboys in the midst of not bringing back Amari Cooper, does it really matter? They have so much more talent. They're not well coached, by the way, which we all know that. But they're they're just head and shoulders better than everybody else in that division. The Giants are in a perpetual rebuild. Uh, the Eagles made the playoffs last year with smoke and mirrors and uh, an easy schedule and and all that. So yeah, the, the the similar to the Packers, I don't necessarily love the Cowboys, but just based on the circumstance, they they should be a shoe in to win the division again. I'm kind of shocked that. Amari Cooper is I, I've heard reportedly a third or a fourth for Amari Cooper. I'm 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 kind of in between. I feel like a third's about right. Fourth would feel a little bit low. I, I imagine they want some team to take the contract as well. But yeah, I mean, if you know that they're gonna cut him, why would I trade anything yeah, for him? Yeah, pretty you much. Know? Unless I, you just covet him so much that you just want to get him. Yeah, you, know? you want to be first in line for that. But I I don't know what the commanders are doing. I, I, I don't know why people – I know why people are kicking the tires on Carson Wentz. I understand that that in the in the NFL, if you once, a, once upon a time had promise as a quarterback, someone is going to repeatedly give you a chance until there is no more chance to be had. See Jameis Winston, see, see Sam Darnold. But, I mean, come on. 
Well, I, I don't. They just know their quarterback starved. Like, I mean, they're they Taylor Heineke last year. Like, you had to get something in there. I, I credit them for going hard after Russell Wilson, even though they probably knew Russell was going to veto a trade going there. Uh, I mean, it's hard to argue that if nothing else, Wentz is an upgrade over what they had yeah, at the dude, very I, least. I, I, listen, I, I'm with you, man. I, I look at this thing, right, and I go, Wentz did not have a horrible year. Now, I, I listen, I know that people f- detest him. Like, they completely detest him in every which way. I don't know why, how. He's just got this bad. You could, you, I mean, you saw it with Ursa. He couldn't wait to get rid of him. But I don't know. Maybe it's a wake up call. You know, the act, the act doesn't act a fool. I, I don't know. But the dude's got ability. So if you're Washington, what else, where else do you go? Yeah, what I mean, was your you're alternative? Sitting at a pretty, you're sitting at a pretty good spot in the draft. Although I, I imagine you, whoever you, you like, in there's his no draft. quarterback that I mean they're they're probably. I, like I mean, is, I, yeah, I, but he's I was gonna say I was gonna say Willis is probably like either way it's gonna probably take a year. We still haven't seen Coral uh, Corral throw. Like that's that's the big thing. He's he wasn't involved in the Senior Bowl. He wasn't a senior. He didn't throw on on field drills at the combine. We still have to wait for. It, draft draft boards and draft coverage is so very in the moment, and Corral has basically stayed off radars because of his injury. That we're just yeah. sitting here waiting to see what he is at the Ole Miss Pro Day. Whereas Willis has shot up the board. He was at the Senior Bowl. He right. was at the Combine. He marveled there. But Corral, I I still think is probably the best quarterback in this class. It's just that nobody has seen him for months now yeah but, and listen but even during the season when we, you're watching corral and you go this i like him but he you know he's not a top 10 quarterback he doesn't jump off the screen at you at all and by the way they still can draft him or you know yeah. whoever they i mean they, yeah. but to have some security look if carson once turns into something they can take the, the the other guy and flip him somewhere uh and just have him as a backup but um, I, I don't think I, it's crazy for them to do that. I don't think so either. I, I think I think a quarterback uh, being drafted is still very much in play for them too. That's very yeah, possible. And, and, and you're buying cheap, right? Like yeah. you, you spend nothing for the dude. And if the dude is is it and plus they have a strong head coach, right? You yep. got a head coach in Ron Rivera that you know is going to be like, dude, this is it. This is your third team. Like my 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 conversation with Wentz be this. You got drummed out of Philadelphia, right? You said you thought you were going to heaven with Frank Reich in the Midwest, right? East Coast team, like in the with the Eagles. You didn't like the East Coast. Now you get drummed. To, now you're in Indianapolis. You think you're home, and they can't wait to get rid of you. So you're going to do things our way, Carson. That would be my conversation with the dude. Or you're going to be out of the league. You, there's nowhere else to go, right? After this, you're done. Uh, I don't know the way this league is, and the way that as quarterback desperate as some teams are, I can see at, at worst somebody bringing him in as a camp invite. Okay, you know I mean, you but, know, but, it's but, like but he's gonna be—he's not gonna be playing in the USFL. Is my point, you know? But but here's the thing: if you're if you're Rivera, don't you have every right to say that? Like, oh, absolutely, dude, yeah. You know, listen, you're on your third team, and, and they and they, they your your buddy, the right Frank Reich. Yeah, he, he kicked you to curb. You got nowhere. You you better you better acquiesce. 
And obviously it's less about his play on the field, which we talked about was not terrible last year, but apparently right. the, the, the locker room issues, front office issues, whatever it is, that's kind of what he needs to get handled. Yep. Now keep an eye out for the Eagles. They could be looking to move Fletcher Cox. Mm. That's going to be interesting to watch. They okay. can. There's a big cap hit, but they could smooth that cap hit out, and they could go back to – I think there was a – listen, they would love Deshaun Watson. I know that Howie Roseman would love Deshaun. Now you got to convince Laurie on it, the owner Jeffrey Laurie, and you got to make sure at this point that he would even want to come to Philadelphia. Russ didn't want to come east, right. Ru- right? The Eagles had interest in Russ, but Russ didn't want to come east, so he wasn't about. And and I think uh, Seattle was hell bent on trading him to the AFC. But watch the Eagles. That would I think what they're leaning to now is more of a traditional rebuild. They got lots of draft capital, and they got a lot of salary cap space. Unless they go after Watson, they'll go back to Hurts one more year and try to get their quarterback next year because that's a better class. Yeah, and they're certainly not afraid of, you know, it's obviously a much different situation, but only similar in the the backlash. You know, they, they, brought, they were the ones who embraced Michael Vick amid a much backlash, and he came in and started playing well and won an MVP, and people had to smooth that over. So uh, Deshaun Watson could do the exact same thing, and obviously is an impact player. So um, it, it would make the most sense in the world for them to pursue him. I honestly didn't believe a word they said when they said that Jalen Hurts is our guy and we have all the belief in the world and he's the quarterback of the future. I was like, I just I refuse to believe that they actually mean that. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Uh, yeah, I think you're correct. And, of course, the Giants, well, the Giants that. Nah. I, I agree. I mean, unless, Jones. unless they can find a way to get Deshaun Watson, I think that changes things for them too. Because uh, now yeah, you yeah. get Deshaun Watson in there. Agree. You know, no, with the with the with the Josh we'll Allen we'll whisperer. See what they do with some of these weapons they've had, because so far Kenny Galladay hasn't been much of much. Yeah, but if you, you know you, you, when you got that quarterback, oof. Well, yeah, I we'll guess see. you know this will be the true test. You know, yeah. people said that Josh Allen was broken when he came into the league, and he was a bust. You know, and look what Dayball turned him into. So if Brian yeah. Dayball can get something out of Daniel Jones, maybe he's the real quarterback whisperer. Yeah. No, and listen, I love Dayball. I do. I'm a big fan of his. All right. Uh, Figgy, great work as always, my brother. Appreciate it, brother. We love you, buddy. Likewise. Thanks. Have a great weekend. You too. All right. We will come back and lots to do. We get the big brain next hour. And we, Chris, we got to go over to the AFC where the fellas right here on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. All right, welcome back, fellas. So, how about this? We were talking about the state of the NFC quarterbacks and the whole thing and Coincidentally, you ready? Uh huh. <laughs> Field Yates, the Panthers plan to make an aggressive offer for Deshaun Watson. We just mm. brought it up. We just brought it up, Chris. Yeah, I feel you like it, it just got rolled out into existence. Come on now. I, uh, I'm telling you, Carolina is dangerous. Yeah, they might be. 
Ricky, your Cowboys better watch out. <laughs> no, man, we're good. We're good. <laughs> well, keep aside. If you add, let's just play, play a little game here. If you add Deshaun Watson to Carolina's offense, imagine how much DJ Moore. I love DJ. I don't know about you guys, but I love DJ Moore. Well, if they're in the water for that, they're probably in the water for some of these other moves going on. Like, right? I uh, I imagine DJ Shark. Like, I think a lot of people were expecting him to jump I mean, on Alan the free Robinson. Agent. I mean, Allen Robinson is is going to be on the free agent market, but I think Shark might be. Unless he doesn't want to come back, suddenly that's going to be probably a target as well. Like they'll probably have to, if they're going to make an aggressive push there, they're going to have to make an aggressive push in free agency for the supporting cast. I mean, I look at that team and I go, that's just dangerous. Dangerous. You added Deshaun Watson to that defense. I'm telling you. They're a year away, dude. I'm telling you, they're gonna they're gonna shock the world. They're gonna make they're gonna win the NFC next year. I, I mean, NFC is wide open, especially like I think the Rams probably have like maybe a year left in the prime as it is. And then it's going to be um, be interesting to see. I don't think I don't think I know Rogers is coming back for Green Bay. I can't see how many more years that lasts either. So I could see the NFC being wide open. It's kind of at a as we've been laying out kind of in a vulnerable state right now. Not a lot of teams competing at the top. So, you know, and that division, as we laid out, is not good at all. Like that's an e- that's that creates an easy path. It does a very very easy path. It'll be interesting. All right, let's take a look at the AFC and the big. You know, like we're gonna stock up, kind of the favorites. If we did the power rankings of the AFC, what would it look like? So we're going to tackle that. Also, the big brain on Brad, he's going to join us. We'll get a set for the conference tournaments because we've got some big finals today, some semifinal games, and, of course, Selection Sunday is tomorrow. So we'll get you set with that as well. We're the fellas right here on Fox Sports Radio. Well, a good, 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 good morning. Happy, happy Sports Saturday. What a sports Saturday it is, man. What a blast that we're having right now. We've turned the corner and officially we're back to sports gasmic time. Now all the sports, the confluence of them all, we're in it, right? March Madness about to commence. We got the conference tournaments today, some big games Coming up a little bit, we will have Brad, the big brain, our betting analyst, kind of go through the conference tournament games this weekend, today and tomorrow, and then, select, of course, tomorrow Selection Sunday, and uh, give you some sleepers to chew on, some teams we may like as uh, you're going into it. Texas Tech is a team that I'm, I'm interested in. I'm interested in I, I like the fact that they're the best defensive team in the league and I, I I like them. I think they have a good. I think they have a chance to make a little bit of a run. So, and of course, UCLA is uh, is I think poised with everybody back now. They're finally healthy. I think they're. Uh, I think they're poised. That, we were talking about it earlier with Figgy, but man, it, the West is strong, right? Gonzaga, Arizona, UCLA. 
West Coast basketball is alive in this college tournament. So we'll take a look at that as well with Brad. We'll take a look at uh, some of the baseball odds because some of the futures. Baseball is back. And uh, the NBA, of course, NHL heating up for some playoffs. I'm sure Brad will have some uh, NBA games to look at. But we were in this NFL mode because it's free agent time. And, you know, lots of rumors. Of course, the big news yesterday is uh, Deshaun Watson being cleared of criminal charges, which is a huge hurdle on the way on the way to him being traded and uh, being back to playing in this league next year. And already we were talking about Carolina as a destination. I think it's a it's a very real possibility. The Panthers taking a look at Deshaun Watson. I think that could be a uh, I think it could be a great fit for uh, Matt Rule, and I think they're close. I think their defense is good. I think, especially with a, an NFC that's down, I think you got a real chance, man. A real, real chance. Uh, so keep your eye out on that. But let's talk. We were talking about the AFC, and as we've gone through all the all the teams, let's look at the contenders, Chris. When we look at the uh, the... <laughs> This the the AFC West is so amazing. I mean, you got Kansas City, who is still, I think, the top. You got Buffalo, and then all of a sudden, you throw into the mix Denver, San Diego, or excuse me, LA Chargers. I mean, when you think about those four teams, I mean, my God. Chris, you know, those four, you want to talk about, they're heavyweights, dude. Yeah, I'm not sure how much the needle got really, like, it, it definitely got moved by Russell Wilson going to the Broncos, but at the same time, I just, I don't know, we were talking about this uh, with some of my Lions friends about the value of these trades, because what they gave up, it was two first rounders, two second rounders, um, I think a fifth, and then Drew Locke, uh, Shelby and Noah Fant, which like I I don't think though that when going to to Denver that Denver's in the same place as say when the Rams went out and got uh, Matthew Stafford or when the 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 Buccaneers got um yeah I disagree uh, with I love Denver's team no I I mean I think they're I I think but still like I think with the development that we've seen of Justin Herbert which has been phenomenal. And the Chargers going all in to just add another piece to an already outrageous defense. I, I, maybe I'm kind of crazy here. I like the Chargers as the as probably the second team behind Kansas City in that division right now. I think that right, there's still. At, yeah. let, let's do this game. Let's go AFC Power Rankings. Ricky, chime in too. AFC Power Rankings. I think your top five, and then I'll leave it to you to put them in order. I think we can all agree our top five in the power rankings are Kansas City, Buffalo, Denver, the Chargers, and Cincinnati. Would we all agree that that's your five? I have to see what's going to happen with the Ravens, but otherwise, I let me let me do the calculations. But I I think the charge. Sorry, go, were the Chargers in there? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so Chargers. So we had three in the West, then Bills and Bengals. And Bengals. 
Yeah, yeah I, mean, I, could, I think that's your top five. I think that's your top five. Ravens, I think, are kind of nipping at the heels, but we'll see. I got New England. I got the second tier being New England and Baltimore. And then you got Miami, Indianapolis, the Raiders, Pittsburgh. No Tennessee, Tennessee love in there. Tennessee. Oh, there too. it is. Okay. Yeah. No Cleveland. <laughs> no, they're 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 on the they're on the southbound track. You like Cleveland? I mean, because I, I, I keep going back to the quarterback, and I, I don't know. But is he was he banged up? Was that shoulder that bad last year that he can come back and and have a and have a year? I mean, it's he, a lot. It's a competition. Strong man. Yeah, yeah, the competition's strong. Uh, he, he he had surgery this offseason. Before right. last season, there were people out there picking them to go to the Super Bowl, and they made a nice little run the year uh, uh, the year before uh, last in the playoffs. I don't know. I, I just think they're a second-tier team. I think they could be named in there. Yeah, well, now, if you have, I'll ask you, all right, Baltimore – or Cleveland, because I go Baltimore. A healthy Lamar Jackson, yeah, I'm going. I'm going Baltimore. All right, New England. Or I, I want to just say this too that like Cleveland, Cleveland, yeah. Cleveland using the franchise tag on David and Joku kind of just shows how crazy the know, tight end again, market know, is going to be, man. and that's why I think like again, my my big concern with Denver is that they they have some they have a lot of pieces on defense but their offense isn't exactly there yet and they gave away in my mind one of the great young tight ends that was in the AFC Noah Fant is heading on up to Seattle he was finally free for half a second from Drew Locke and they realize he's going with Drew Locke <laughs> but Noah Fant's fantastic and at some point there's going to be another quarterback in Seattle who's going to like show us why he's so great. But losing Noah Fant like takes away a huge weapon from Russell Wilson as he gets. To I disagree with you. I I tell you, I love Albert. I, I can't even say Albert. Oh, I think that kid's a player. I think that kid's going to be good. Listen, no fan. I agree with you, but he walks into Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy. He's got. I mean, I think that kid's big. He's he's strong. I you know I don't think no. It's I that think big I think deal. they'll I think they'll do well. It's just I think that there's still a few missing pieces there compared to when the Rams got Stafford or where the Buccaneers got Brady. And with that division being what it is, it's I I don't I don't I I think they're lower on my power rankings. We should try to put these together. So we've got our five. All right. So you want me to go first in the order? Or? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go. go so I would probably go Chiefs one, Bills two. I feel like that's the right way to go there. I Chargers three or Cincinnati? Chargers three. Yeah, I, God, that's so hard. I think I mean, Chargers. Cincinnati, you're coming off the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, it's coming off the Super Bowl, but man, they 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 kind of showed you once again kind of the same lesson we got from the Chiefs the other year about offensive line. I I feel like yeah. the Chargers. You you got that uh, that extra year to Justin Herbert feels like kind of the extra year that that Burrow got. I I like the Chargers at three, Bengals at four, not by much though. I'm very curious to see what the Bengals do to address their offensive line in free agency in the draft. They won't have great draft pieces this year, but I I, I think I put them four. It's that's a, that's a brutal division and. They're going to have to fight hard to get back there. It wasn't really a guarantee that they would just come right back there. We say that a lot of years for a lot of these teams is not usually true. 
And then I hate to do three, like it's it's hard it's hard to looking at a stacked division, but then yeah, Denver's probably five. But man, I just I like the Chargers in that division. I don't think they do win too. the division, I, but I, I like the Chargers. I, I, I think they're a lock yeah. for wild card. I do too. I I, I, I like the wild I love the Chargers. I, I do. And now that you add that kind of fierce, you know, you add that kind of weapon on the defensive line with that defensive front. My biggest my biggest problem with the Chargers is the coaching. See, but I find that I find that as as a plus. I know I know the aggression sometimes came that to back to bite them a little bit. I know he got egg on his face several times in the media about fourth down decisions, but I would rather have that. I'd rather have like an a, a very some someone very aggressive than than just flailing flailing in the shallow end sometimes on on fourth down decisions. I it, it it bit them a few times. I'm not thrilled with their offensive. I mean coordinator, that game but. that game was the his the last game of the season. You remember that game, the Raiders game? Yeah, I mean that was just poorly coached, poorly managed. I should say. I I, I think that's just a learning lesson though for Brandon Staley. I just I I still take away that there's not. That he he's not a he's not a he's not a Mike McCarthy in my books. There's still a lot that I think he does Listen, very I, well. I think that's fair. I, I think that's fair. I think it's fair. Listen, ultimately, I just love Herbert. How many fourth down throws did he make? I still go back to that. Raiders I think that's game. why Staley is as ballsy as he is because he knows he's got Herbert. <laughs> yeah, he's he's you know as great as Barrow is. I think Herbert's better. No, I Her- I think that's true. Herbert. Like, yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, like, the Bengals have a very powerful one-two punch at their receivers. Their 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 offense is what I like in the modern NFL, where it's like, you don't really have a clear-cut number one. Everyone goes Jamar Chase is the clear-cut number one because of the name, because of the stature, because of the chemistry. But T. Higgins, as I've been saying all year, isn't far behind, and they've got other weapons on that offense that continue to complement it. It's, it's a hydra that you just you cut off one head and there's two more waiting for you. It's what you want, but their offensive line got them killed. They, yeah. It really did. It got I mean, them in killed. In fairness, Tennessee should have beaten them. They, yeah, Tennessee had nine sacks. That's usually a game. If you if your quarterback gets sacked nine times, you've lost it, and you've lost it by double digits. It's it's kind of a miracle that they really didn't. It kind of speaks to how anemic the Titans' offense is to answer any of those opportunities. Yeah. But it just. I I just don't see Cleveland. I mean Cincinnati getting away with that as much next year. Just yeah, history yeah, tells us the NFL catches up with you, adjust for it, and like they'll start taking those sacks again. And if they don't have an answer by then, then that their offenses will fall apart and struggle at times. You know, guys, the, the the one franchise that I feel for is Buffalo. Like you're finally over the hump of the Patriots, right? And first of all, you lose that epic game. That game, oh my God, it doesn't get more torturous than that game. So you lose that epic game, and then you look at this AFC, and you're in the middle of all these behemoths, right? Suddenly, it's not just the Chiefs you got to not get over, but you got to deal with the Chargers and the Broncos and the Bengals and... Still the Patriots and still Baltimore. I mean, that's – I feel sorry for that franchise, man. That's going to be another tough road. Maybe, but this has always been the NFL, though. There's always a monster in the wings somewhere else. 
Like we used to joke for the Lions that they're playing on like nightmare difficulty because of who's all in the NFC North. But that was a few years ago when the Bears were still something to really consider. Like it's just it's just how the NFL works. It's never it doesn't matter how deserve it deserves got nothing to do with it, as they say. There's always yeah. someone waiting for you to take your number. Yeah, the if you're not cruel. Yeah, if you're not ready to, to to keep up with it, I don't know. I, I feel more excited than anything looking at Buffalo because I just want more Bills and Chiefs, and I hope I, – I don't know if it's on the schedule for this coming year. I know the schedule's not out, but I think we should have, you know, an idea of who they're going to play yeah. in, in the uh, in the cross-division. And uh, I'm, well, I'm just – the opponents are out, yeah. Yeah, so I just – I want to see the Bills and Chiefs fight forever. Yeah, yeah. Now you get the charges, though, man. Third man in. And then you got Denver lurking, man. That's just unbelievable I, I theater. Think, I think I'm not ready to write off Baltimore either. They've always had a very well coached defense. They're going to be making some. I think they're going to be making some changes this year in that regard. And Lamar Jackson, I think I think he's kind of been lost in this shuffle of very good AFC quarterbacks. And I I, I mean I kind of get why, but they're going to give him an extension here coming up. And I still like. I, I, I'm not ready to write off Baltimore. They they've proven that when Lamar's healthy, when their defense is healthy, they can be just as much of a force in the AFC North. And just man, every time they're in the playoffs, they they're just a rough one to contend with. Yeah, yeah, I I, I hear you. All right, let's take a quick to. We'll take a look at the tournament, the conference tournament, the NCAA tournament, the NBA, and futures from a betting standpoint with our man, the big brain. Brad Feinberg. He'll join us next where the fellas on Fox Sports Radio. All right, fellas. Hanging on a ridiculously fun sports Saturday. We're back, baby. We got good stuff. Hey, don't forget, yeah, hiring, heating up, Indeed's hiring platform makes it easy to attract, screen, interview candidates all in one place, sponsor a post. Instantly receive a short list of quality candidates on Indeed whose resumes match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Big Brain on Brad now joins us to get ready because I know he's geeking out right now with this great time in sports. Brad! What is going on, my friend? Good morning, Good morning. to you. Good morning, my buddy. Good morning. Yeah, excited. It, it's... um. You know the madness. I'm I'm feeling it right. It's March, and it's really March right now. And we got some good games ahead of us. A good weekend of conference tournaments, and then tomorrow, yeah, we get the selection Sunday, and the brackets are out, Brad. It's exciting stuff. And Anthony, I got to tell you, and I know we've I've said it on the show before, but the parity this year in college basketball. I mean, I think this is the most parity I've ever seen it in my lifetime. I think there's so many teams that are so close. These games can go either way. It's just there's not that one dominant team at all. And maybe is Gonzaga maybe a little above the rest? Maybe. But i got to tell you, I think so many teams have a real shot of pulling. Once the second round starts and we get to the 1-8 games, or the you know 1 versus 9, Anthony, I think anyone is fair game once the second round starts. Yeah, I'm with you. That second round when you got, you know, you start to get some heavyweights and, you know, they get tested, there's some testing going on there. I agree with you. Uh, let's let's go over some, before we get to the, today's games, let's go over some of the teams, okay? 
and I want your yeah. I want your take on him. And you tell me, contender, all right, you're going to invest in him or stay away, okay? Let's look at Auburn, who gets upset last night. Yeah, no, Auburn, listen, Auburn was, is a great story. They absolutely had a beginning that was phenomenal, and they were deservedly number one in the nation for a little bit. But, no, at this point, I do not think Auburn is going to do it. I think we've seen them crumble down the stretch. Um, and, look, they have some – Kessler's an amazing defensive player, great Schaffacher, and Jabari Smith has a chance to be the first pick in the draft. But, no, I do not think Auburn will be able to win six games. All right. How about Kentucky? Absolutely. I think Kentucky has as good a chance as anyone to win the tournament. They're healthy now. Uh, they probably have the player of the year in Oscar Schwebe. Um, like, to me, this is a team that, and I, they have, obviously, they play always hard under Coach Kyle Perry. Um, they have, a, you know, a really good shooter in Grady. Um, I think Kentucky, if I had to pick a team that's the most likely to win it, I probably would say Kentucky. But I would never take them with the odds of 7-1. to one. Absolutely not. To me, they don't win it one no, of the right, no, yeah, just w- one of right, I'm with you. I'm, this is just the t- teams that can that you think yeah. can win it, yeah. right? Yeah. All right, Absolutely. so. Yeah, Kentucky for sure. Uh, Gonzaga, you already said yes, I agree. Yes, yeah, uh, sure. Duke. No. Uh, I don't think I Duke is, is, is consistent enough. Um, they obviously have some talented players. Uh, and look, you know, Bonchero has been is a, has been a great freshman. Uh, but and look, no, but no, I do not think this team. I think this team maybe gets to the Sweet Sixteen. I'm not optimistic on Duke. All right, I agree. How about we go Arizona? You know, it's interesting. Yeah, Arizona, now they have a game today, and I don't like them today. But, yeah, Arizona now they, Arizona lost their point guard, but he's expected back, um, you know, Terracrease in the once the tournament starts. I think Arizona, if healthy, would probably be my second choice of any team. But, so, yes, I think if Arizona's healthy, yes. All right, Baylor, I say no. What do you say? You know, Baylor's a team that's been pro- that's proved me wrong all year. Uh, I did not expect this Baylor team to be a contender all year, but they played really well. And Coach Drew is a great coach, and this team plays hard. I'm actually going to say yes on Baylor. I'm not picking okay. them at all, but I think that they they proved me wrong more or less all year. Where I do think they do have it in them to play well because I know they're going to play hard. I know defensively they can be there, so I'm going to say yes. Kansas. Yes, uh, I will say Kansas is a team that actually does have it in them as well. Um, again, they 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 always play well under Coach Self. Another player of the year potentially in Ajabi. Um, this is, again, no great teams, but yeah, I think that this they are a team that has a chance to get number one seed if they win the day too. Villanova. No, uh, I think Agreed. Villanova is good. I think they're definitely a good team. Will this team be able to win six games? I just don't think they're good enough. I've watched Villanova play probably more than any other team. Yep. I do not think this yeah, team can win six games. I just don't think they're talented enough. Purdue. Absolutely not. No, uh, they the big defense. Ten is, they don't play is defense. A, is a fraud. Yeah. Big yeah. Ten. The, you know the, the Big Ten team, Anthony, that I would take on a, a Big Ten team, believe it or not, and again, I, I – is is just from an odd standpoint, and I, I think they're a tough. Team. I would never want to play this team in a one game scenario. I don't think they can win six games. But Iowa, they're playing oh, so wow. well offensively. Wow. All right, I like yeah, that. because they're playing so well offensively. Um, yeah. 
that they just can shoot so many threes. Now, and I think they're a team that has a puncher's chance of beating anyone in any given day. Can they win six games? No. But I, th- I would not want to play them. I actually would not want to play them because in any given day, I feel like they could hit like 22 threes and beat me. But um, I think the Big Ten is awful. All right, real quick. Uh, rapid fire. You ready? Arkansas. Yeah. Yes, I think Arkansas is a team that actually does have in them that well coach. Yes. I think they have a couple of really good players. So, yeah, I think Arkansas is a shot. UCLA, I know you love, and I agree. That, that UCLA is my pick. I think, I think yeah. UCLA will be my pick. Uh, love them at 30-1 to 1 odds, by the way. It's the one future at this at current prices I really like, and I think they will beat today. I do think they'll beat Arizona. Vols. I don't mean, I think it's going to be hard for that team to win six games, but I do think they're a good team. I do think they're a legitimate top four right. team. I, yes, I, I think, agree. But but, but you yeah, can't see think, them winning it. I, I'm completely No, I can't. You. I don't think they have enough offensive. I don't think they have enough. I always remember that Villanova yeah. game earlier in the year. I don't know why I can't get that out of my head. I don't think yeah. they have a big-time enough scorer. I mean, Chandler's good, but I don't think they have a, a big-time enough player to carry them, in my opinion. No. I, I'm, I'm with you. Do me a favor. Sit tight. We got to check on some trending, and for that we go to the Lord of Trendings, the one, the only. I know, I know. Gotta love it this morning because we actually have some NFL news this morning. Ooh. Not bad for early March. ESPN Anthony has just reported that the Dallas Cowboys have given permission to starting right tackle Lyle Collins to seek a trade and that the Cowboys are likely to release Collins if they can't find a trade partner. Meanwhile, NFL Media just reported that the Saints have restructured the contract of cornerback Marshawn Lattimore while the Tampa Bay Buccaneers restructured the contract of nose tackle via Veda. In the Vita Vea, I said, yeah, I said that right, Vita Vea. Yeah, you said it right. <laughs> In the NBA, oh, by the way, speaking of saying things right, <clears throat> you ready? Here we go. It's Albert Okue Bunam. Thank o- you. Okue Bunam, yes. I it's, always butcher it. Yeah. It's difficult, but it's not as difficult as people might it's, think. And it looks, it looks, yes. the way it's spelled is daunting. So I just go call him Albert O. It doesn't roll gracefully off the tongue like Gargano, Correct. for example, I'm saying. In the, <laughs> NBA, in the NBA on Friday night, Greg Popovich became the winningest head coach in NBA history as his San Antonio Spurs held off the Utah Jazz 104-102. Popovich celebrated this historic achievement by inviting Tim Duncan over to watch paint dry. Anyway, LeBron James... <laughs> You're out of your mind. LeBron James oh, dropped. A great line. <laughs> it's true, unfortunately. LeBron James dropped 50 in the Los Angeles Lakers 122 to 109 win over Washington. I don't have an issue with LeBron. I don't give a f- about LeBron. Anyway, courtside Karen weighing in <laughs> from Atlanta. First time in his career that LeBron has had two 50-point games in a three-game span. Gary Trent scored 42, hit eight three-pointers in Toronto's 117 to 112 win at Phoenix. John Morant 37 points and eight assists in Memphis's 118-114 victory over the Knicks. The Grizzlies now 46-22. Finally in Major League Baseball, Clayton Kershaw agreed to a one-year extension with the Dodgers worth a reported 17 million big ones. Anthony, back to you. Thank you, Ilo, the great Ilo. Joining us again, the big brain on Brad looking at, at the games through a betting standpoint. All right, real quick, Bradley. So the games today, 
Uh, who do you like? Anybody stand out? There's a great one between Kentucky and Tennessee. I'm, I would love Kentucky in this game. Just curious where you're at and uh, what stands out. UCLA-Arizona is a monster game. I like UCLA in that game. How about you? Yeah, I played Kentucky Lane two, Anthony. It's up to two and a half. I still like it at two and a half. I just I thought that line should be three and a half in my numbers. I just again I think Kentucky again I told you I have them rated right there as the best team. Um, I did actually take a shot on Creighton plus seven against Villanova. Interesting. These teams played twice earlier this year. Nova smoked them by thirty four at Nova. Creighton beat them by I think by twenty five in Creighton. I just think it's hard to win these games by margin when these teams are somewhat close. And even though I do think Villanova will win the game, I thought that I made my numbers that closer to five and a half, so I took a shot on Creighton plus seven. Uh, Davidson, I took minus three against St. Louis. I actually have Davidson ranked uh, four and a half points better on St. Louis. Um, Davidson's been the finished first in that conference this year. St. Louis only came in six. Um, and I do like UCLA again. Arizona missing the starting point guard. I think UCLA is playing really well right now. Um, only got only you can get you can get as high as two points if you shop it, um, or you can take the money line. I think UCLA wins that game outright. And I also do think Anthony. I do think Duke is very beatable. Uh, Vodtech seems to be playing better right now. They've actually um, won 12 of the last 14 games. Again, I think Duke is a little bit of a paper tiger. Uh, six points I was hoping to get a little bit higher, but I do think that that game is eminently winnable for Virginia Tech. I don't think Duke's that good. How much are we getting uh, from the Coach K love train when it comes to – is there an advantage? Is the line over, over like, inflated? Well, again, I think – it, 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 I thought, again, I kind of thought the number would, would come in and write about what it's at. I just inherently had an opinion on Virginia Tech. But if it was getting seven plus, then I would have thought maybe we're getting a little Coach Caleb. But I think that North Carolina game where they got absolutely smoked, uh, when I didn't get smoked, they, but they only lost by like maybe 10. But they lost that last game of the year. I've seen, and they struggled against Syracuse, and they struggled against Miami. Um, I don't think we're seeing much love for Duke in the number. I don't think they're getting, I don't think they're being necessarily so overvalued. Unfortunately. I got you. Yeah, so I'm, but I, Duke is a team I am looking to feed because, I, A, I don't think they're that good. But, yeah, you may get the Coach K love. And my advice to everyone out there, first of all, Championship Sunday, when the championship games happen, unders in championship games are usually traditionally a good bet because usually defensively, harder effort, stronger effort or whatnot, you're laying it all on the line. And also, bet the opening numbers on the under because usually the pros come in after the the numbers come out, bet the unders, and then the lines as you move, usually I'd say on average two points. So I would say opening numbers when they first come out, usually unders on Championship Sunday, a very strong play, around 59% over the last 15 years or so, based on opening numbers. But then the pros come in and whack them in a place, and usually it's a 50-50 bet if you bet it at tip-off. But usually on the opening numbers, these unders have been traditionally strong, Anthony. Oh, interesting. Very interesting. Uh, anything in the NBA strike your fancy before we go to futures? Yeah, well, I do have I, – I did bet the Bulls laying three on the opening number. It's up to four. I still like the Bulls against the Cavs. Uh, back-to-back games um, for Cleveland. Cleveland lost last night to Miami. Bulls, I think they're going to start playing a little bit better. They went through a little bit of a lull, but they're getting a little bit healthier now. I like the Bulls. A couple props I did I, – well, I'm, I'm looking to do it. They're not up yet, but – Andrew Wiggins of the Warriors, Anthony, has gone over one and a half threes 
44 of 62 games, I believe. So almost 75% of the time he's gone over one and a half threes. We get a one and a half. I'm going to bet that. And Chris Middleton, over four and a half rebounds. He's gone over that, I believe, 38 of 55 games. If we get a four and a half for Chris Middleton, I'm looking to pound his over. All right, awesome. Now, the good news for geeks like us, baseball is back. And uh, it's amazing because when you look at the the added uh, the playoff field now, you got 12, the, the the twelve teams in the playoffs. It's uh, to me, it bodes for long shots when it comes to baseball because baseball is you get hot. Rarely does the favorite go wire to wire. So with twelve teams making the postseason now. That, to me, is more of an advantage to get you better odds on your futures. Yeah, look, the, the one team that, it, that, that was at long odds, and this team has definitely embarrassed me in more than one year, and they may do it again this year, but I took them at 40-1 to 1 to win the World Series, 20-1 to 1 to win the pennant. If you're looking for a long shot, just because I think the actual uh, – Roster has a chance to be good. Or the the Anaheim Los Angeles Angels. Uh, yeah. They did sign Syndergaard, who obviously has had a great career before he got injured. He's but he's had a couple years off, so I'm assuming he will be healthy and productive. Otani was obviously as good as any pitcher in the league last year. Uh, and then they look. They didn't have last year. Trout didn't play, and Rendon didn't play. And Sandoval was also a very good pitcher as well last year. He was an unheralded guy that really pitched quite great for them down the stretch. So I think that their pitching is going to be very, very improved. And I think just adding Rendon and Trout to a team that almost was 500 last year, Walsh was a very good first baseman for them. Uh, And I think the Astros may take a step back. Uh, I think they're going to lose Carlos Correa in free agency probably. you're looking for a long shot. I think the Angels are forty to one. Have a lot of upside. That's the team I took a shot on. Yeah, I like that. And I'll give you an MVP pick. Yeah, I'll give you an MVP pick. I happen to like very, very much. Anthony, I got to tell you something. Last year, on a uh, per game basis, right there was Otani, the best player in Major League Baseball last year. He only played about sixty six games, but Byron Buxton was right there as the best player yeah. in Major League Baseball. He had 19 home runs in about 60 games or so. Uh, his war was the highest of anyone on a per-game basis um, because of his defense. He runs. He does everything. He gets injured, but he was 50-1 to one to win MVP. That's a guy that, if he stays healthy, would be one of my top three picks to win MVP. 50-1, to one, I think it's a tremendous bet. The thing about him has always been injuries, but if he's you know 50-1, to one, I think it's worth a shot. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I like that a lot. Um, all right, and then uh... – all this movement in the NFL, the Chargers, how, how did yeah, that change them, yeah. the, the, the futures markets? Well, I, I actually made a bet on the Chargers at 14-1 to 1 to win the AFC as soon as the Khalil Mack move happened. Because I'm looking, this is a team we know, right, with Herbert, they're going to be as loaded as anyone on offense. As long as you have Justin Herbert, you have a shot. Eckler's a great running back. They re-signed Mike Williams. We know Keenan Allen's a pro's pro at receiver. Um, and we know the only thing this team didn't have was maybe you know pass rush. If you know Bosa and Khalil Mack, they have a, I think they have a top 15 tech around somewhere like that. If they maybe add someone like a Jordan Davis to, to – uh, to go with the to stop to help stop the run, or they're not someone on defense. Plus, they actually are still under the salary cap. They're still in good salary cap shape. I think the Chargers have as good a chance as anyone. Okay, this is a team I think is loaded. Um, I like the Chargers very, very much. I think the Khalil Mack thing, pairing him with someone like Bosa, is going to be tremendous. We saw 
how Von Miller really helped the Rams going with Aaron Donald. I think we could see even more success from uh, the Chargers. Yeah, I'm with you. How about Denver with getting Ross? How do you see that affecting the Broncos? Now, I look at that team. I love that team, man. I love their offense. Their defense is good. Uh, But, man, I mean, you know, Sutton and Judy and uh, I love Javante Williams. I mean, that's a loaded offense. Anthony, look, that is a team, and I know we, we talked about them last year, and that was a team I, I was very bullish on because I thought if Bridgewater could just be decent, they could be good. But Bridgewater wasn't decent, uh, and they, they after getting off a 3-0 start, they struggled, despite allowing the second-fewest points per game in the NFL. New coaching staff, um, look, this is a team, if Russell Wilson's healthy, obviously they're going to be a contender for sure. That division's going to be vicious. Um, look, the Chargers were 14-1 to win the AFC. The Broncos were 6-1. to Again, I bet numbers, not teams. I think those teams and my ratings are pretty close to even. Just from a numbers standpoint, uh, maybe I slightly favor the, the, the um, Denver, but from a numbers standpoint, I couldn't justify taking Denver when their odds were literally half of what the Chargers were. But I do think the Chargers are going to be an incredibly tough team. I think they do need help at wide receiver, though. I don't think Sutton really showed much last year. Judy's been disappointing, but a lot of that really can be. I think it's a quarterback, the yeah. It, they have a quarterback play, but that is – I love the running back, and I the defense was really, really good. Um, they're going to be they, – look, they actually have a great chance to win the Super Bowl for sure. Yeah. Brad, great stuff. The madness has begun, brother, so enjoy it, buddy. I love you, man. Take care. Good luck to everyone out there. There he is, the big brain on Brad. Check it in. We'll come back and wrap it up. We geek out, you know, he and I, because – He's a sports guy. He's not selling anything. Just he's an investor in games, and he's a he's a sports nerd like myself. So we we kind of love that. So we're the fellas right here on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. and within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. All right, Hollywood. Speaking of Hollywood. Fellas, by the way, hanging out, wrapping it up. And uh, we're brought to you by Indeed. Yeah, baby. If cold candidate calls aren't turning into hot hiring leads, then you need Indeed. Because Indeed's powerful hiring platform makes it easy to attract, screen, and interview candidates all from one place. Find your next great hire visiting Indeed.com slash credit. I gotta get Ricky. Ricky, you, you told me because I haven't seen it yet. Yep, dude. How about it? Winning time is it outrageous? Yeah, so I'm not. I'm not gonna give anything uh, away, but I will say there's some very cool aspects to it. Um, I don't. I don't think I would be. Um, I I don't think I would get anyone upset by saying this. Uh, the they break the fourth wall, which uh, I, I love, and I think the the portrayals are uh, pretty 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 good, pretty spot on. They got they got a right group of people doing this. You know what's funny? I heard that uh, the Jerry Bus character is perfect. <laughs> I I would I would one up that and say the. Uh, Jerry Jerry West character is also is he really also pretty pretty spot on from what I've heard. So I didn't know him. he Jerry Jerry West 
didn't want magic? Uh, no, Jerry West wanted um, a, sco- a scoring point guard. Wow. And who was the magic? Who was like the guy behind magic? Um, I, I don't know the actor's name, but he has that um, shine to him. He he really he really plays the part well. It's it's believable. And, I love uh, I love this man. I love this story. It's awesome. Yeah, Nor- Norm Nixon. Um, I didn't think he would have as big of a role as he does yeah. in it, and at least at least that first episode. And there's a there's a dynamic between him and Magic that I think is real interesting. What do you think, Chris? Are you in? I might be. I haven't booted up uh, HBO Max in a minute. Like you, I haven't seen this for uh, yet. But um, I don't know. I've I've got to carve out some time to watch more TV. So that might be on the list. But that's something I think is is fascinating, man. Like I gotta tell you, like I, I'm in. I'm in on that. I love. I love. It that definitely. Stuff. It definitely appeals to me more than you know. We we've made this clear that I don't like sports movies because of the saturated nature of a lot of it this definitely does not seem like that by being kind of more of a biopic it definitely definitely gets me that you know if you're if you're closer to the to the real life characters then i'm all for it well but but this opens up a whole new genre with winning time doing well because sport is such a fascinating much why i got into sports writing because I thought there were so many great stories out there. Yeah, the real stories. There weren't just saccharine and, you know, look, Rocky won. Yeah, right? not everything needs to be Remember the Titans. Exactly. No, I, that's, the, that's the truth. You gotta watch uh, it. What's that, Rick? You gotta watch it, man. I, I will, I will. All right, everybody, listen, we're out. All right? We love you. Have a great week. Enjoy hoops.